Alright, let's start transferring tape 3, Saturday, April 13th, year 2013. Our Waffle House is out here in California yet. You don't have Waffle House? Nope. My goodness, do you have Huddle Houses? No. What houses? Huddle, H-U-D-D-L-E. I never heard of them. Now, I've eaten Waffle Houses. They're very good when I've been down with Bill and Kim. But they, as far as I know, maybe they're finally getting out here, but they haven't. Waffle Houses have not moved to the West. They serve grits. I oh, like what I grits. like what I like at the Hash Browns. Well, you can have them. I'll have grits. I've never eaten grits. I don't even know what that would be like. And they're very good. It's like cornmeal kind of stuff. And you have more to like put cream of wheat. more like cream of wheat. It is, but it's got a different taste. It doesn't taste like cream of wheat, but it's got a consistency like it. Have you seen the song? Cream of wheat is good for you. Uh, cream of wheat is so good to eat, and we have it every day. Yeah. Okay. No, we don't. You don't. Oh. Okay. No. Cream of. Go ahead. You can sing it. Well, that's about all I know. I don't know it. It's in Danny's book. I'm not going to find it under cream. You have to Ooh. find it under what? Pretend? Oh, see? see? Do I have to? Homework, homework, homework. Should we let skip that one? Never mind. Well, I'm in the book. I imagine. Mm -hmm. I imagine. I, I used to eat cream of wheat every morning before uh, school there for a while. Uh, Did you? Would you, eat, uh, would, would you eat cream of wheat rather than oatmeal? Mmm. It wasn't bad. I like cream of wheat with buttered toast, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of brown sugar on my cream of wheat. Oh, that sounds good. I like cream of wheat. Cream of wheat is so good to eat. Yes, we have it every day. We sing this song. It will make us strong, and it makes us shout hooray. Somebody got paid for this. Yeah. It's, it's good for growing babies and grown-ups, too, to eat. For all the family's breakfast, you can't beat cream of wheat. Hooray! She did it! That's pathetic. It was a big kid. I guess the this song must have been good, huh? It was? It must have. It must have. Boy, the words are... With, with apologies to anyone who was listening whose great-grandfather wrote Cream of Wheat. I, I apologize. I apologize. Hey, it made some money. And it made money, sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, my goodness, yes. Now, it's oh. cream of wheat, if I remember, guys, didn't Quaker Oak make with the, with the old, with the man, the Quaker Oak man, wasn't they part, with that on the cream of wheat box? No, the cream of wheat box had a black man. Oh, let's see. What with the one that, what with the one with the cream, the Quaker... Quaker, I think it was Quaker, the Quaker man, and the box was like a circle or container. That's oatmeal. Oh. <clears throat> Quaker oat. Mm -hmm. Quaker and he's oat? still there. That he's still on the box. Okay. It was round, and, and yeah. kids kids used the empty ones for drums because they made nice hollow sounds. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. That's what, um, I Bill. I have a culinary question here. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
I can't remember the reason, but my mother used to put oats in her meatloaf. Yeah. Why? Okay. Why? Why? But oats in, in her meatloaf. A lot of people did that. I am going was on the assumption. Was, was there something left over from, the, say, the wartime when they were when they were trying to stretch their uh, meat allotment? Well, they, that's a what, that's a lot better than the idea I could come up with. Well, they well now see when you meet Lisa out here, and I was raised making meatloaf. You make it with what with bread. So maybe with bread. Yeah. So, so maybe uh, oats was a substitute for rather than doing it with bread. I would I would I would bank on Dan's thought that it was a way to make meat stretch. Right. Some of the recipes I've come across, the advertising place that I visit every once in a while with the magazine ads that were run at different times, have hints and recipes to make uh, products and meat products and, and anything that costs a lot of points, make them go further. And boy, that sounds like a like a winner to me. So, I use so if meatloaf. When did meatloaf was born? Was that a like I'm assuming your hypothesis was correct. So I'm one of the born some twice a part of uh, world history, like during the Civil War or whatever to uh, you know get the most bang out of your meat ration. Homework, homework, homework. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. European origins. Mentioned in the famous Roman cookery collection. Apicius. Anybody know who Apicius is? No. Nope. I don't either. Let me see what comes up here. So anyway, it's been around for a while. I use seasoned breadcrumbs. Well, I was going to say with the oatmeal, because fatty meats were more economical, that the oatmeal might have absorbed some of the fat rather than have it, you know, just drift away and you've paid for, you know, you paid meat prices for what's going to run away. But I like yours much better that it stretched it. Well, I think I think the reason least I always thought that you added bread or whatever to help give it body. Yeah, I think it was the filler. You know. uh -huh. Yeah, but a hamburger doesn't need body. Hamburger's okay. got body. Yeah, okay. I guess. So, uh, but you put stuff in meatloaf that you don't normally put in a hamburger. So. Like what? Well, I, I use onion. egg, okay. eggs and onion and seasonings and breadcrumbs and and um, a one sauce. And sometimes boy, boy, a little you, bit of Italian I think salad dressing. Yours is a gourmet meatloaf, Patricia. Oh, I don't know about that, but it tastes good. I uh, like it. I, I, I wish with hamburger, white bread, and ketchup. No wish to shish your sour sauce? No, I like A1 sauce for that. Yeah. How about you, Dan? How What's the, what's the way they make meatloaf? Well, I, I think... Um, I've heard people putting a little bit of soy sauce in there. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Soy sauce 
is a cup of salt with two teaspoons of molasses and water. This is really, I never knew what. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you're, you're eating liquid salt, just flavored salt. Okay, let's see. In 1940, the Culinary Arts Institute published a recipe for savory meatloaf. This is 1940, so we're in the Depression here. I call for beef, vegetable soup, and cereal flakes. A pork loaf from the 1957 Complete American Cookbook was to be seasoned with, I never pronounce this word correctly, Jan, is it turmeric? T-U-R-M-E-R-I-C. I think it's, I don't think it's turmeric, I think it's turmeric. Anyway, it's a seasoning. Um, it's yellow. Uh, Angostura bitters, meat extract, and caramel. Oh, dear, here we go again. Yeah, right. Hooray, he put a Tootsie Roll in. <laughs> in 2008, the now defunct gourmet swore a meatloaf of pork, beef, bacon, sautéed onions, garlic, carrots, celery, Worcestershire sauce, allspice, cider vinegar, and prunes to be the best. Prunes. That's assuming you can even get out of the kitchen. I mean, that must take prunes. A week. Prunes. That's what prunes. it said. I mean, cider vinegar and carrots. Oh, who would put carrots and celery in your meatloaf? Somebody did. So let's see here. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. The meat must be cut with a filler. All right, hold on, hold on. I see oatmeal. I see oatmeal. Okay, there aren't limitations to the dish's elasticity. The criteria are clear. Ground meat is primary. The options for meatloaf span the gamut of proteins available at the butcher's counter, but an all-beef or beef and pork uh, combo, I'm sorry, my screen just jumped, beef and pork combo is commonly called for. The meat must be cut with filler or the loaf will be dense. Ah, it gets dry. That's what it is. Breadcrumbs, oatmeal, crackers, Japanese panko crumbs, rice, and mixed vegetables are all fair game. Egg and sometimes a, diet, a, a dairy of some kind is essential to bind and moisten. As for seasoning, and then we go with the seasonings. So that's, that's what it is. It binds the bread together, and it keeps it crumbly on the inside. You know when it cut a meatloaf, it's not like a solid, it's not like cutting into a ham. It, yeah. It's got little spaces in there, and, you know, it's not crumbly, but it's not a brick. Yeah. And that's what it says it's for. How about that? Yeah, that's right. So, see, my, my breadcrumbs are good. My breadcrumbs are good, and your, and your oatmeal is good. Yeah. Did the oatmeal give it any kind of flavor? Not really. Not, 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 nothing unusual. Now, you know, they're talking about putting vegetables in there. I would think that, you know... I, I think carrots would be okay, but, you know, I don't think you'd want to put corn in the meatloaf or anything like that. No, I don't think so. And even celery. Why would I want celery in a meatloaf? Oy, icky poo. All right. Okay, well, we have, we have beaten that to death. <laughs> we, but there, I like yours better, that it stretches it. Well, and I was going to mention, too, one, one of your topics one of these nights should be... Um, basically foods that were changed due to World War II. Perfect. With with another food being, uh, and having quite a bit of a debate today, chili. 
chili with or without spaghetti or macaroni? Chili without? Yeah, chili. Chili, you know, with spaghetti. I mean, here it's quite common to have chili with spaghetti. I've never heard of it. The big brouhaha in the chili cook-off type things, no beans in the chili. You're not allowed to have beans. And I always make my chili with kidney beans, red beans. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's it's heretical to do that. I mean, Bill Bragg is adamant about this. Now, he's in Texas, chili country. He said chili is never made with beans. Well, do you me. make chili with beans? Oh, I, we we make chili here with uh, both spaghetti and beans. Uh, Wallen, have you ever had chili on spaghetti? Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah, good grief. I'm telling you guys, you educate me. I need to get out more. I, I tell you. Chili, chili on spaghetti is very good. Mm-hmm. Chili on spaghetti? Chili, on, on, chili also works well on a baked potato. And I like it on a slice of really sturdy bread, like an Italian sandwich yep, bread or white mountain bread. That would be good. Yeah, I like it that way. But I never thought about spaghetti. What, Dan? Chili on a slice of bread? I've, I've never heard of that. Okay, we're even. Well, it's sort of like a Patricia version of an open face sandwich, I guess. Oh, yeah. I yeah, stuff yeah. like that there. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy a nice... You know, beef Manhattan, that's always nice. Um, you you could have that. You've never you had beef Manhattan? No. That's never heard of it. It's a sandwich. It's an it's open face sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah. Manhattan got in there again. Okay, we got to slide to a question here. You do. We do. We have to slide to a question. It's time. Um, I beg your pardon? It's that time again? It's that time again. Boys and girls, it's that time again. What time is it? It's howdy-doody time. There you go. All right, Dan, we're into cowboy uh, country here. Who was California Carlson? California Carlson? Carlson, C-A-R, it's hard for me to pronounce that one, C-A-R-L-S-O-N, Carlson, California Carlson, <laughs> I can't say it, Carlson. <laughs> oh, gosh, I've never heard of him. <gasps> Ooh, we got him, we got him, all right, let me see here. Mm, 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 mm. Um, um. Let's see. That should have been a... Um, don't go away. Don't go away. All right. The fictional superhero, this particular one, was a favorite source of old-time radio shows. Which of these four, and these are all masked crusaders here, which debuted on radio first instead of the comics, which was more common? Was it Batman, Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers or the Green Hornet? Okay, say it again. I didn't hear the first part. Okay, the first first part is this particular hero show. They've all they're all in masks, <clears throat> like Batman. They all have masks, and contrary to popular occurrences, 
this one appeared on radio first instead of in the comics where most of the heroes appeared in the comics first and then were on radio. Okay. Was it Batman? We want him radio first, comics second, as opposed to the other way around. Batman, Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, or the Green Hornet? That would be a WXYZ production. It would be the Green Hornet. Oh, see, you know, you're, you're like the guy in the um, the $64,000 question booth. Doom, 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 doom. That would be, who hosted that show? Jack Barry. I don't know. There was a big brouhaha about that. We see that in the newspapers every once in a while about the cheating and the scandals that went on, people being given answers to questions, and the guy who refused to play along, they were going to pay him off and send him home so that they could have one person they wanted to go from week to week. Apparently, he was more appealing personally, and you know, he was a handsomer guy. <laughs> one they wanted off the show said, no, I know the answer. And they right. said, no, you have to go. And he said, no, I don't. And they put him in front of the camera, and he, wasn't, he was supposed to fail. And the other guy the hand-chosen golden boy was supposed to get the answer correct, and they had fed him the correct answers. This poor guy didn't have any answers except he knew. <laughs> so he kept answering the questions, and they didn't know what to do with him, and that's when it all blew up. Well, I, that, that, that's a great piece of television history that um, you know they weren't proud of at the time, but really has some charm to it, I think. Well, Dan, you are hereby charged with the responsibility of having a good week. That's all? Well, I, I can't think of any. You, you, you did have a homework assignment from last week. What were you supposed to do? Apple juice. Oh, your apple juice. Did you check it? I checked my apple juice, yes. Yes, and where, where was it processed? Some of it was processed in Brazil. Wow. And, and what else did you find? Um, I think that's about the only thing I found. Did you find Mott's apple juice? I did find Mott's apple juice. That was the one I bought that was a product of China I discovered on the label. With lots of lid, I bet. Oh, I, I don't know, but I didn't drink it all after I found that. <laughs> I didn't. I, I truly didn't. I thought, my gosh, you know, we've got apple orchards here. If we can't get our apple juice from Washington State, then I don't want it. Well, I went to Sears tonight uh, to purchase a couple of uh, dress shirts, you know, made mm -hmm. in Stafford. Mm -hmm. Looked down at the label, and they were made in Vietnam. My word. Oh, boy. What choice do I have here? I have global, global economy. And, oh, the, the, yeah. yeah, the economists will describe and, and present a really fine case of having open borders and international trade. But yeah. I understand what you're saying. So, okay. You, you have to prepare and get all worked up because finals will be here in another week. And you have to, you have to get yes. yes you have to get lots of rest 
and I won't give you any homework until after finals. Yes, yes. I, I'm already trying to get a little extra sleep here because I'll be working until uh, 2 in the morning many nights. Yeah, I know that's a hard time. It's, it's a busy time for you. So, Okay, well, you must behave yourself. You must get good rest, and you must have a good week. I have declared. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, okay. Hear from me for a week or two. You'll know what, what I'm doing. Oh, uh, okay. We'll know you're okay at least. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, Thanks for thank telling you. us. Talk to you later. Okay, Dan. Thanks. Bye-bye. Sure. Bye-bye. Walden, did you fall asleep? Nope. Right okay. here. Okay. I, I have to check every once in a while now. <laughs> you blew your cover last week. <laughs> I kept saying, Walden, what do you think? And Walden didn't think anything. Walden was out. Walden was, he had fallen asleep. I think that's a hoot. That's a hoot. So, okay, so I was telling you, um, oh, income tax stuff. Yeah, yeah, income tax stuff. If you steal something, it's considered income, and you have to declare it. We figured out all of the states. Can you... Can you name now all of the states that don't have personal income tax? Alaska, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Florida. That's five. Yeah. Did we name Texas? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I don't know. I don't think I know the sixth one. Washington. Washington. Yeah, we got tangled up. And with, did yeah. they mean Washington, D.C. or Washington? That's how we did a jump start. Okay, car accidents consistently go up 6% on tax day. Does that surprise me? Of course not. Uh, you're not planning to do it uh, on tax day this year, right? I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Uh-uh. No. Monday? I don't think I have to go anywhere Monday. It would be very nice if I could just. Oh, I have to go see That's the tax. I have to go see the tax accountant. Uh oh. So boo -boo. I do that. I what? You're gonna be. You're gonna be out there. In the, I'm in going to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just put a sign. Look out, student driver or something. Yeah. 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 That's good. Student yeah. driver always, always creates caution around you. <laughs> that would be a great sign to have. Student driver. Hmm. Good stuff. Okay, Lady Godiva. You have heard of Lady Godiva? Are you bet. <laughs> the lady who rode a horse while she was naked. She she did this. She rode through the, the streets. I never of knew she was naked. I just knew she was just a lady who rode a horse. Who I thought Are you alive. serious? Yes. Oh my goodness! No, that was a big deal. Lady Godiva was naked when she rode the horse well, through we, oven. How we know? We have pictures? Well, there was some really good newspaper reporting, I guess. Because <laughs> it was in the 11th century. It was like around 1040, something like that. Uh -huh. And she rode it in protest to her husband, who was the government person in Coventry, and he was taxing the lower income and the poor people in the community. And he wouldn't stop. And she said, okay, I'll make you stop. And she, got, she took off her clothes and got on a horse. And it was her protest. 
Wow. That was pretty good. I knew she was protesting something. Wow. I didn't know it was her husband. Wow. Wow. That's a great story. Okay. I, I think, you know, that's somebody who really cares about the peasants. That was good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pennsylvania's alcohol tax was designed to help the city of Johnstown, which, of course, had a, the devastating flood. People still talk yeah, about exactly. the Johnstown flood from 1936. Right. So, But, I mean, we're, we're now in... 2013, so we're a few years after the Johnstown flood, and Johnstown is in very fine condition. But the tax is still in, in effect, and it brings in $200 million a year for, for Pennsylvania, the alcohol tax. I mean, everybody has an alcohol tax. Theirs was theirs was uh, instituted in order to rebuild Johnstown. But well, don't you think don't you think they can re repeal the tax? Have you ever heard of a tax being repealed? I know it's been done. I can't think of one off the top of my head, and certainly not one that brings in a two hundred million dollar bonus. Well, it'd be nice. It would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. It would be wonderful. I mean, every once in a while you'll see a toll booth come down because the bridge is paid for. Right. I don't think you see that very often anymore. Okay, you are eligible. That, this is really cool. You're talking about eligibility. Eligible for a tax deduction with moving expenses, but you can usually include the costs of your pet's move as well. So like if you had to have a separate shipping or put them in a kennel or extra expenses for the vet because you had to move, they're probably deductible. If you need to pay a babysitter while you're working without pay for a charitable organization, you can deduct the cost of the babysitter. Oh, okay. That would be considered part of your charitable donation. Hmm, interesting. If you have a pet, uh, this is what this item said, if you have a pet like a junkyard dog <laughs> that works and performs duties at your business, you can deduct the cost of feeding that pet. It's an employee. Isn't that cool? So, so can you record the vet bill is that deductible because they're part of this insurance pack? Well, I, I really don't know if you can deduct the cost of feeding the on-premises junkyard dog who's protecting your broken down cars, why wouldn't you be able to do that? I mean, we're, we're talking, you hear the phrase, the care and feeding of your pets? Yep. Well, if you can deduct the feeding, why wouldn't you be able to deduct the care? Don't take that as advice, folks. Everybody just speculating. Everybody go ahead and file your income taxes with those deductions and you can uh, email Patricia to help defend you in court at floridarider <laughs> at hotmail.com. And you get what you pay for. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you like a Mark Twain quote? Mark Twain said, the only difference between a tax man and a taxidermist is that the taxidermist leaves the skin. Very good. Yeah, that was good. What else do we have here? Will Rogers. Will Rogers is, oh, Will Rogers. The income tax has made more liars out of the American people than golf has. Mm -hmm. True, that's, how true. That's good. Tiger Woods got in trouble this week. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. 
bad tiger, bad tiger. Um, Alfred E. Newman. Do you know who Alfred E. Newman is? The famous music conductor. Um, That's the well, Alfred E. Newman I know. Yeah, well, on, on what me worry? Oh, gosh. Alfred E. Newman. What was the name of that magazine? Mad Magazine? It was a Mad Magazine. I'm sure it was Mad Magazine. Alfred E. Newman was Mad Magazine. Hold on. Alfred E. Newman, what me worry, yeah. Alfred E. Newman, what me worry. Um, um, where's the magazine? Uh, Mad Magazine, there we go. Mad Magazine, it was this goofy kid. It was, it was a, a painting that was created and he looked a little like Howdy Doody, but they called him Alfred E. Newman and he said really, fun and stupid stuff at the same time. Um, but he said, and now you said the only Alfred E. Newman you knew was a conductor? Did we lose Walden? Uh -oh, I'm right here. Alfred Newman, a conductor. That's right. Said. That's right. All right. Let me see. Uh, especially with the famous movie studio and we do radio shows. Oh, it's got composer. That's, oh, yeah. that's the one, that's right? That's Alfred right. Newman. Uh, Alfred Newman. Okay, that's why they put the E in the middle of this guy's name. Alfred E. Newman is the stupid one from Mad Magazine, and Alfred Newman is the one they identify as a composer. So that was nice that they differentiated the stoop from the nice guy. <laughs> um, and composer. He was, oh, he died in 1970. He was only 69. She was. Oh, we've got two that we can. You, you're talking about a modern one, not one from the 1800s, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Alfred E. Newman, the stupid one, says it takes more brains and effort to make out the income tax form than it does to make the income. I think that's somewhat true sometimes. I agree. I agree. I mean, look, look at what I said today. I, I sat here for three days putting numbers together, and I didn't even have to work out the form. That's, I, this is just to bring this stuff to the accountant. So, all right. Robert Norhouse. Nor, oh, dear. Norhouse. Norhouse, I guess, would be the way you pronounce it. It's an unusual spelling. Rob Norhouse. He said, isn't it appropriate that the month of tax begins with April Fool's Day and ends with cries of May Day. May Day. Day. <laughs> Very good. I like that. That's a clever person. Very clever person. Oh, what else do we have? Violin too difficult for a mathematician. Um, Will Rogers, he, he was always good. It's, it's a good thing that we do not get as much government as we pay for. That takes a little bit of thinking, but uh -huh. it's 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 good. Very it's good. good. Yeah. So we're not going to get any more phone calls. Yeah, I think we can play a radio show. We can play a radio show. Yeah. All right, we can play a radio show. Let me find Fibber. Hold on. And then tonight, in my March of States, I have Illinois information. Oh, very good. 
Yeah, we had California, and we had Wisconsin, and we've got more than one person from Illinois. I think everybody's trying to get their income actually done before April 15th. That's why they got their handful. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I think that's what we should be doing. No? Oh, I just think we should just start, we can just start a, uh, you know, another revolution. <laughs> what kind of a revolution? You mean like let them eat cake type stuff? Uh, no, like, you know, no, no taxes, no representation, no, you know, stuff like that. And stuff like that. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll get your tea ready. Tea bags! Tea bags. We have to throw the tea bags we into the harbor. To oh, we have to go to Boston to do, do it, right? I've never been to Boston. Have you ever been to Boston? No, I would love to go. I never. Been I would to, like to. I, I would like to. Go ahead. Never been to Philadelphia. Never been to Boston. You know, I've never yeah. been to Upper New York. That's and a pretty place. You I've never done the American Revolution stuff. Oh my goodness! You you need me to take you there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We, we gotta put that on a family trip. Uh huh. Yep. I'm gonna spend a week. In the woods mm-hmm. with George Washington and his troops. <laughs> we, and can, we can cross the Delaware. And we can cross the Delaware and we can see um, West Point. Yep. And we will be at the point where the chains went across the Hudson River. Yeah. Yeah. Good I've stuff. never been to Chesapeake Bay. I've been to Maryland, but I've never gone over to see, you know, the signing. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. I have information about the draft, because we've got a history question, a presidential history question, and you told me about President Roosevelt right, and the, the institution, yeah, institution of the draft. So, in honor of that, or that was in honor of Fibber, we have a March 18, 1941 show. This was before the war. And the name of the show is Fibber is Drafted. They were drafting people in early 1941. They actually started in the latter part of 1940, drafting men. And Fibber has gotten a letter that he is drafted. Poor Fibber. And he is just so proud of this, he's busting his buttons because he got drafted. So... Walden is going to play Fibber is drafted for us. We are going to be back in about half an hour, and we expect Stanley to start calling, or you're going to have to listen to me talk for the rest of the night. That's okay. I love doing that. You're so good. You are so patient. I like being with you. You're good to me. I try. Okay. You ready? Fibber is drafted, March 18, 1941. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with So Sweet. Good morning.
Mrs. Murphy. Here's your groceries. Oh, please don't walk across my kitchen floor. Can't you see I've just scrubbed it and it's so hard to keep clean? Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Murphy. Why don't you let me bring you a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat next time I come? That's what all your neighbors use on their kitchen floors. That's what more and more women use on their linoleum floors every year. Because glow coat saves in three ways. Saves hours of work. Saves your hands and your back from tiresome scrubbing. Saves linoleum by making it last much longer. Glow coat is self-polishing. It shines as it dries without any rubbing or buffing. Just apply and let dry. And in 20 minutes, your floors are protected with a beautiful, long-lasting polish. And Glow Coat makes your kitchen a more cheerful room by keeping linoleum colors bright and fresh-looking. All in all, that's a lot of good things for one product to accomplish. Order Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat tomorrow. this moment, two people at 79 Wistful Vista are looking forward to a period of breathless adventure, thrilling romance, baffling mystery, and beautiful, glamorous surroundings. Yes, in a few moments, all this will be theirs, because this is the day when the mailman brings the new detective story and fashion magazines to Bibber McGee and Molly. I wish that mailman would hurry up. I left handcuff Harper, the ace detective, in an awful jam last month. <laughs> Who's handcuff Harper? Handcuff Harper? Why, shucks. He's the roughest, toughest, two-fisted slugger that ever... Oh, McGee, I wish you wouldn't run around with people like that. <laughs> Heavenly days, when we have such lovely friends and neighbors, you have to go get chummy with a rough, tough... Dad Braddett, I don't run around with him. I just sit here in my big chair... And don't bring him into this house, either. <laughs> Look, Molly, Handcuff Harper is a character... And a disreputable one, I've no doubt. <laughs> but he ain't even alive. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, dearie. I, I didn't know. Is there anything we can do? No, I guess not. You see, if it... Ah, here's the mailman. Come in. Morning, folks. Good morning, Mr. Bagworthy. <laughs> Did you bring our magazines? Nope, just a letter from Mr. McGee from the government. Oh, government, eh? I guess they're thanking me for being so prompt about my income tax. <laughs> now, there's nobody like our old Uncle Sam, is there? You'll soon know, nephew. <laughs> Say, what do you mean by that? Search me, but he better learn to keep a civil service tongue in his cheek. <laughs> Dear, and I was counting on getting this month's fashions. Yeah, my detective magazine is two weeks past. Well, I'll be... Hey, Molly! Look! I'm drafted! <laughs> Say, don't be silly. You're over age. Yeah, so was Frank Knox, but they made him Secretary of the Navy, didn't they? <laughs> I suppose you're going to be Secretary of the Army. No, I'd be satisfied to be Secretary of Frank Knox. <laughs> now, stop fooling me. You haven't even registered for the draft. Oh, yes, I have. When? Oh, weeks ago. I just got to thinking one day, I just thought to myself, I thought, Uncle Sam needs men. I'm a man, so Uncle Sam needs me. So I went downtown and offered my services. What happened when they stopped laughing? <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Nobody laughed. Fact of the matter is, they didn't want to examine me, but I insisted. 
I says, it was my right as an American citizen, I says. And they says, okay, they says, cough. So I coughed and then I went. <laughs> McGee, I, I think you're fooling me. Let me see that letter. Okay, here. It's from the president himself. Well, for goodness sakes. Order to report for induction. You betcha. The president of the United States to Fibber McGee. Greeting. You get that greeting? I'll bet they ain't that polite to the ordinary guys. <laughs> Go on, read the rest of it. Having submitted yourself to a local board composed of your neighbors... See, what did I tell you? ...for the purpose of determining your availability for training, that you have been selected for training and service uh, in the United States Army. Uh, McGee, tell me, th uh, this is all a joke. Why? Why, Molly, you... You mean you don't want me to go? Well, if they want you, need you, of course I want you to go, but this seems so ridiculous, a man of your age. What do you mean, a man of my age? Why, I'm in marvelous physical shape. I'm in the prime of things. <laughs> anyway, it's my brains and experience they want, not my gorgeous figure. <laughs> yeah, but your eyesight is bad, dear. It's good enough. How'd you pass the test for vision? Shucks, I've had that optical chart memorized since the last war. <laughs> yeah, but you have flat feet, too. So what? An army travels on its stomach. And you'll admit I got a stomach. Without a struggle. You're even 20 pounds overweight. Say, McGee, are you serious about this? You, do you mean it? Molly, I was never more serious in my life. Cross my heart and hope to diet off about 20 pounds. Well, I, I hardly know what to say. It's so sudden. Let me sit down and think this over. Here, here's a chair. Thanks. Hand me one of those sofa cushions, will you? Sure. Which one you want? Uh, daisies won't tell or souvenir of Niagara? <laughs> Either one of them. Oh. So you've been drafted, you say? You betcha. I'm just struck all of a heap, dearie. Imagine me, a war bride. Again. Are you sure this isn't a practical joke? Sure, I'm sure. I took the examination, didn't I? And this letter is official, ain't it? Who'd play a joke like that on me? Mr. Gildersleeve would, for one. Well, he didn't, and I can prove it. I'll call him up. Hello, operator. Give, give me Wistful Vista 890. Is that you, Mert? Uh, <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? It is, eh? What's that, Mert? Brother was what? Shot at sunrise. Heavenly day shot. Oh, she says he always comes home like that. <laughs> What's that, Mert? Okay, never mind. I'll call later. Well, I know it wasn't Gildersleeve anyway, Molly. Well, he wouldn't have done same, it. Just the same. I can't imagine you in the Army oh, again, uh, dearie. Oh, who goes there? Or advance and be ready. Come in. <laughs> How do you do, Mrs. McGee and Mr. McGee? I just stopped by to see if you were free to come over for a little contract bridge tomorrow night. No, Abigail, and... we can't make it. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. A previous engagement? No. I've been drafted, Uppy. Got to leave for camp tomorrow morning. Drafted? You mean that you've been... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. McGee. <laughs> you say the most delightful things, really. <laughs> you drafted? Oh, <laughs> Excruciating, Mrs. McGee. Oh, no. <laughs> Dad, rat it up me. What's so funny about yeah. that? Oh, now, please, Mr. McGee, I can't stand it. <laughs> You'll have me running home and knitting you a sweater. <laughs> oh, my 
don't mind me. You go join the army and I'll join the girl brownies. <laughs> now, you look here, Abigail. This is no joke. You bet it's no joke. And if you ain't got any more respect for a member of Uncle Sam's fighting forces... Fighting yeah. forces? <laughs> oh, Mr. McGee. <laughs> the mental picture of you as a fighting force. <laughs> oh, my eyes simply collapse. You with your... Your flat feet and your bad eyes. <laughs> and your little round tummy. <laughs> oh, my spectacle. Oh, my. Well, remember my house tomorrow night at 8 30. <laughs> oh, Mr. McGee, you. Oh, you fool. <laughs> She didn't believe me. Well, of course she didn't believe you. I'm not completely convinced myself. Tis true. I feel like I would if me Aunt Sarah came busting in and told me she was going to play third base for Cincinnati this year. <laughs> okay, 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 D-Ride. You'll be sorry when I'm gone away, up in camp, dancing every Saturday night with a beautiful army hostess. Yeah, <laughs> we'll both be sorry if I find out about it. <laughs> Look, dearie. Yeah? Look mother right in the eye. Okay. Now tell me, is all this on the level? Have you really been called for the army? Absolutely. And I gotta be at the station tomorrow morning at five o'clock. Oh. And I got a million things to do in the meantime. Oh. Write these things down, will you? Go ahead, dearie. Go to the bank. Go to the bank. A return library book. Library. Insurance. Insurance. Wire sponsor. Johnson's Wax. Say goodbye to all my friends. Goodbye to Gildersleeve, Wilcox, and Mills. Is that all my friends? Name one more. Well, never mind. Now, let me see. Go to the bank. Cancel my laundry. Transfer my
I have the feeling this is all a dream. The idea of being drafted at your age. Doggone it, Molly. My age ain't got anything to do with it, I tell you. I'm officer material. I can use a man who has reached the age... Want a ride? Well, to tell you the truth, George, I've got a new dress on. Do you mind if I walk? Uh-oh, that's bad for romance. Nobody likes to ride in a dingy-looking car. And shucks, why should they when it's so easy now to wax polish your car with Johnson's Car New? In fact, Car New both cleans and wax polishes in one operation in half the time it used to take. The cost is low, too. So why not wax polish your car with Johnson's Car New, spelled... C-A-R-N-U. This is the National Broadcasting Company. March 18, 1941, Fibber McGee and Molly. Mr. Perdue, thank you for the opportunity being here. But the station, but the family, but the hungry, the poor, and the needy lords. Look after each one of them. Help the country if we do it through very difficult times. We ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. Put a little music on while we go get Patricia. <laughs> tonight. Who, who else would call you at almost three in the morning? Well, not many people. It's either going to be you, me or your sister, probably. Um, that's correct, but even this is even late for her. I think you're it. You are the winner. I'm the one. I'm the, I'm the precious one in your life that could get away to call you between three and six in the morning. You are the one and only. <laughs> Everybody know that you don't go to bed, so they they should adapt to your waking schedule. Everybody knows I don't go to bed. Hmm. No, they don't. They do now. They do now. What did you do on our break? I took a bath. 
Did you really? Yeah, I figured I, you know, I was a little short of sleep, and <laughs> I, you know, when I take a bath, that always gives me another several more hours of. Uh, I know you are a bath. I'm a shower kid, uh, in and out. I love taking a bath. You you love the tub stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, my rubber I, my my mm-hmm. uncle rubber duck is way up above, so I didn't bring him down. I left the rubber ducky up above. You have a rubber duck. <laughs> We gave it Are to, you serious? We, we gave it to my Uncle Wad one year as a gag. A, a big rubber duck and a small bunch of small miniatures, and we still have them on the, uh, on the windowsill, all the rubber duckies. You have the most interesting house. I cannot wait to get out there and visit. Oh, you should. You should. Incredible. Yep. And, and you won't even let me sleep in the garage. No, Mama. Mama going to make sure you're take, well taken care of. Oh, you can take care of me in the garage. You've got a refrigerator know, out there. I Woo-hoo. know, but it's too cold for you. Oh. Oh, I'm very delicate. That's right. You have to be worth warm. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, I have something to tell you. Alrighty. Aside from, I ate a sweet potato on our break. Oh, yum. I came back with very healthful food today. Okay, what do, oh, oh that, hey, that, that should be a good guessing game. What did Patricia bring back home in her grocery bag? Mmm. Mmm, and a lot of it was healthful. Let's see, chocolate chip cookies? No, healthful. Um, no, but I brought home ginger snaps. Ooh, I love ginger snacks. I like them with milk. I love milk. Ginger snacks and milk. Now, wait a minute. Is that considered soggy food? Oh, not unless you dunk them, but when you dunk them, it's... They're so hard. The ginger snacks are so hard. They don't... Ginger snacks are very hard. Yeah, yeah they don't dunk very well. They're, they get, you know... Oh, mine dunk great. They're, they're dippers. You know, they don't soak them up. Oh, oh yeah, you have to stick your fingers in there, but then, then the little air bubbles come up and you know it's sopping up the milk. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to leave them in there for a while. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you know, if I had ginger snaps in my collection, mm-hmm. I must have had milk. Yeah. So I have milk. All right. And then I got bananas. I love bananas. And strawberries. Love strawberries. And an acorn squash. Well, we have to have one of those, sir. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. I know you do. And a nice big fat orange that was so big I had to put half of it away. Oh, man. I know. I, I know. I, I had a glass of orange juice during our break, too. So. Oh, you're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. So I won't tell you all the bad stuff, okay? Why not? I, I, didn't, I didn't bring home any bad stuff. I mean, I got ketchup. and. I love that. Um, onions. Perfect. Big onions. Big okay. sweet onions. Perfect. Um... Oh, I do have a confession to make. Uh-oh. Is this confession time? Let's see. Do we have to wait till the government files your taxes? Wait for no. Them? No. No. You have to bless me, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Red Skelton would say when he's junior, bless my widow heart. <laughs> He would say that, bless my widow heart. All right. Yeah. Well, and that's when his grandmother would say, oh, oh bless your heart. Yeah. He would say, bless, bless my widow heart. 
I brought home some nacho cheese Doritos. I cannot tell a lie. Nacho because cheese burritos. If they were Doritos, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean the one so, that the um They're triangles and they're cheesy and Oh yeah. Loaded with salt and calories. Yeah, and, I, I like that. I like that. I um you know, I'm a big tortilla strip person. I like tortilla strips. They're good too. Well, you can have them, sure. But these were the ones that were two for one today. So, so do we get a second um, bag? Of course. I cannot are, tell are we, get, are we getting the big jumbo size that will at least... Well, what, they're pretty big, uh, yeah. This, is this what Patricia's going to eat for a whole month? Um, it won't last a month, I'm afraid. <clears throat> Just won't. And then I cleaned out the pharmacy at Walgreens. Yay! Yay. I, keep, I help keep them afloat. I know. You and your poor little body do a very good job over there. <laughs> poor body. You know? and I wish we could return parts. You know? like, like in the in the um, car repair place. Uh-huh. Put them up on the rack and say, oh, you need a new muffler or you need a new... Well, I sure do that with my dad. You know? A new yeah. hip washer, a new knee this year. Right, yeah, right, he's doing home. so well. Right home, he oh, said, hey, hey, this other hip doesn't get better when I have this done right away. I mean, he's just, they're just swapping out <clears throat> body parts, you know? Well, I'm, I have ones that can't be swapped. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they're working on it, but not soon enough. And actually, I wouldn't do it anyway. Well... I mean, it's a personal choice. I, I just, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I, I would be fine with hip and knee and bones and stuff like that, but I don't know. The rest of the stuff, I'll see. Well, I you get know, I, 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 I would love to keep you. <clears throat> you would love to keep me? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. If I, I may have, have if, to, I, if I have a vote. Well, at this rate, I may have to be kept. Oh, you have to. I have to. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you know, but, you know, if you decide to go, at least I know where you'll be. (laughs) (laughs) And I can wait for you. Yeah. Oh, you're funny. Well, we're all going to go. We don't know the date. Yeah, true. Most of us don't. You you will be there with your grandma, so it'd be good. Yeah. We we don't come. There was a great commercial Mm -hmm. that um, a, a woman was diagnosed with cancer and went to, I guess it was the cancer treatment centers. They have a pretty aggressive advertising campaign. Mm -hmm. And she said one of the doctors told her that she didn't have an expiration date on her foot. And I thought, what a great way to put it. You know, we get a can of beans and it's got an expiration date on it. We don't come with one of those labels. I mean, we're Probably yeah, we, pre-programmed. We, we, yeah, we just don't. Somebody knows yeah. when we're supposed to flop. But Yeah, the good Lord knows when we're going, but we don't. And but you we know, don't. You know, I wonder, what would, we be, would our behavior change if we did know? Oh, I think. I can't imagine that it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, things in life don't look quite as important. And some things in life don't look as important, and other things grow in importance. When you're dealing or, with or, or would people become more depressed? I think some people would. Mm-hmm. 
you know. I, on the other hand, will go buy a chocolate cake. And that's true. That's true. And a couple of other things. <laughs> <laughs> that are not healthful, but really taste good. Well, I'll let you have some ice cream with that chocolate cake. Well, I was going to have it anyway. I know. No, that's that's not really true. I'm, chocolate cake gets to be eaten with chocolate. I, I don't like it when somebody says, oh, we have birthday cake and I'll put ice cream on it. Flop. Well, no. makes my cake soggy. P -p Patricia wants three separate bowls, everybody. She wants her chocolate cake. No, in a plate. <clears throat> in a plate. Uh, chocolate syrup in a bowl. That's fine. And a spoon. And a spoon. And maybe some ice cream over there in the corner on a separate saucer. If I have room left. Yeah, well, it'll be a third, it'll be a third container. This is good. I can take that one home. That'll be my doggy bag. Frozen doggy bag. That's a new concept. <laughs> Poor doggy. Well, anytime I, I want something, I will ask for a people bag. Well, you know, well, or a catnip. A catnip, catnip? bag. A catnip bag. I mean, you're, oh, you're, that's a thought. Yeah, you're a cat person. Yeah, I am. You know? I am. A kitty bag. Very cool. A kitty bag. This is good. This is good. New Actually, I, I truly do. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't have a dog. And I, I asked for a people bag. Could I please have a people bag? A furry people bag? Well, I mean, when, when you look at food from a really nice restaurant and they've done a wonderful job and then you ask them to give you a bag because you want to feed it to the dog... Well, I, I don't know how I would feel about that. I have a theory right now that I think restaurants' portions are getting bigger and bigger. Probably, hmm. to, probably to justify what they charge. So cheaper to add it, make it a bigger quantity. They, that way they charge more. So home quite, a lot of places, almost like two, two meals in one. So yeah. I think it's perfectly fine to take a people bag home. A people bag, yeah. I'm not going to ask for a doggy bag. What? Dennis Prager but, had an interesting concept. He w was going to a buffet. An mm -hmm. all-you-can-eat buffet breakfast style. Mm -hmm. And his family got on a case because he was going to take a couple of muffins home. Ooh. You know, okay. he was going to eat them. So they said that was not right. He was going to eat them in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So they had him leave the Muffins at home. So mm -hmm. is that ethical? Well, at a buffet, it is very much frowned upon that you take food home with you. Well, you paid for it. No, you paid for what you can eat at the buffet. You don't take home next week's meal, too. You don't. I mean, it's just I not agree. done. I agree. I agree about that. But I guess uh, even, even a... Even a Biscuit? Mm-hmm. Just not done. Or shouldn't be done. It's worse than a hat in a restaurant. You know, I tell you, though, I'm not a very good buffet eater. I'm I'm not one of those who say, Mmm, I'm at a buffet. I just eat and eat and eat. It's not me. I'm very lucky to get put some of my favorite thing on one plate and then have dessert, mm -hmm. and I'm done. Mm-hmm. I so, love the idea of being able to choose, though. Uh-huh. But you can have a little bit of this and a little, little bit, bit of that. that. If you've got five favorite things, you can have five little bitties on your plate. And it's 
but, you can't I, do that I on know, a traditional meal. I know some people who take two, three <clears throat> plate bowls, and then they complain that they don't have room for dessert. I make sure I always have room for dessert. So I'm just oh, I would rather have my bunny food than dessert. Please don't tell anybody I said that. Chocolate cake? I might make room for it, but I would rather <laughs> have my bunny food. Really? I, I, if I were in a, in a buffet, I would rather eat good food. And, well, that's not really true. When I say good food, I mean all food is good. Some is better for you than others, but all food is good. Um, I guess it would depend on the time. My mom is not big on buffet, especially when she grew up in some parts of the country. Um, because me, because we're spoiled living out here in California, that... Th the produce are so fresh. We mm -hmm. don't we don't have um, brownness trouble like they do mm -hmm. at the buffet, and that somewhat unappealing to my mom because she's so used. Agreed. To, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not big on on bunny food except in a little place called Sweet Tomatoes, and there I say little place. It's a fairly good sized restaurant, mm. and it's a chain. It's across the country. They have got the freshest vegetables all the time. I don't know how they do it. They keep changing out these enormous bowls. <clears throat> you go along the counter and you've got all different kinds of lettuce and salads that you can put on top of your salad and dressings and cheese and toppings. and you know, So you build your own salad as you go. And they keep changing out these great big bowls of lettuce and they keep bringing in fresh stuff. And they claim it goes from the fields to their kitchens. I don't know how they do it, but it is just, I have never, never even had, I've never even had a limp leaf of lettuce in that place. I've never heard of it. What's the name of it? Sweet Tomatoes. Oh. Huh. i have to see if you've got one. Uh-huh, because you know what, what's big out here is soup plantation. Oh, okay. This is, this is um, either... You know, that when I get an email, it'll be from Soup Plantation, Sweet Tomatoes. Ah, okay. So, so they're the same organization. Got is it. it how, how is the Soup Plantation set up? It's, you have several buffet lines. You have the, uh, all the salad, all the salad that you want to make combination. Mm-hmm. Like potato salad and macaroni uh -huh. salad. And then soup. They're very big on soup out here. As a soup, as a soup part of the buffet. Mm -hmm. And then muffins, it's very big. And then what people love out here are the soft serve ice cream. Mmm. Good stuff. Yeah. And it, it sounds like you probably have some things that are the same mm -hmm. as what I get in sweet tomatoes here. There's another section where you can get breads, uh, all different kinds of breads, yep. and focaccia bread. I think they still serve macaroni and cheese from over there as yeah, well. And, I can't remember that. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, so we're talking pretty much pretty the much same, same thing. And, it used to and be I about, just love that place. It used to be about $7. I don't know what it is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you can, if you have a drink, it'll cost you probably $11, but you keep going back as often as you want. Yeah. And I don't mind going back. I really don't on something like that, and I would go back and build another salad before I went to the dessert area. And they've usually got a sugar-free dessert there, too. Have you ever been to a Olive Garden? Yes, yes. What do you think of their salads? 
I haven't been in so long, I can't tell you. I don't know. I can, do they do a good I job? Can, I can live on their salads and bread. No kidding. Yep. Are you getting I hungry? Think, I think their salads and bread are better than their, their main entrees. And uh, a lot of time what we do, we'll, we'll buy the salad dressing and take that home. Uh-huh. A good Italian salad dressing. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. But remember, everybody, well, be careful because you think you might be eating healthy, but sometimes you could be putting more calories on your salad than what you think. So. Oh, my goodness. We touched on that yeah, one. We, yeah. All the stuff that... Yeah. Sure, you come out with a salad and you probably have twice as many calories on that salad as you would have with a hamburger or something like that. Yep. You could, no doubt. I, on the other hand, am so good. Well, I'm not really. (laughs) (laughs) I don't use creamy stuff as a rule. Uh, I like to go with um, vinegar and olive oil. Uh And I'll put seasonings and stuff in there and onions and oregano and... But uh, it's the olive oil is more healthful, and I don't think I rack up anywhere near the calories that I would on a, a regular store-bought dressing. Also has a lot less salt. Well, I'm trying to think where you get the calories. I guess you get it on the cheeses. The cheeses, it's yeah. fat. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fat. Yeah. With olive oil, you really don't need a whole lot. It's very, very flavorful if you buy. It comes in very light or virgin or extra virgin. depends on how many times they press the olives. But it's really flavorful, so you don't need a lot. And I'm getting hungry. Could we play a show, please? We sure can. I just joshing you, but I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry, and I don't have any lettuce. I didn't come home with lettuce. What happened? What? What? I know. What? All of this great stuff, and I have no lettuce. I still have one tomato. Can you go back out? I don't want to. No. I have one tomato left, one great big... You're going um, to stay all home by yourself on Sunday? You're you not, bet. You're not going to sneak out to go get a head of lettuce or anything like that? I'll eat my tomato. I'm into tomatoes anyway. Actually, I'm into beans this week. Lima beans? No, uh, baked beans. Baked beans? Baked beans with horseradish. With a lot of horseradish. I love horseradish. The kind of stuff that you buy in the refrigerator kind, not the... Not the processed, awful stuff you I buy like, in the refrigerator section. I like the cream horseradish sauce. Oh, that's right, you do. No, mm-hmm. I like the ground-up stuff that's just waiting to attack you. Yeah, good well, stuff. Why does the cream have more bite to it? Do you think? Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. All right, well, you're going to have to send me some because I'm, I'm not going to buy some just to taste it. What, not for a two-for-water? Mm-mm, not even for that because if I don't like it, then I've got two that I don't like. If I could get one of mine for regular price and one of yours for free, I would do that. Well, I think we're going to have to, when you're over here, you just have to sample it. That way, okay. that way you don't have take any risk. 
I can do that. No risk. No, no risk. risk. Mm-hmm. No risk. Mm-hmm. I heard a great line today. Yes. Very apropos this time of the year mm-hmm. when everybody's money is going out the window. It says a smile never goes up in price or down in value. That's very nice. I like that. People who smile make my day. Mm-hmm. Make my day. Do you know yes. what Tax Freedom Day is? Well, that's supposedly um, actually after all the taxes are paid, it's one every dollar you earn for day with yourself. That's right. You yeah. finally you reach the the breaking point yeah. where you're no longer working for the government; you're working for yourself. Yeah. And they change, it changes every year mm-hmm. on the tax rate, so I don't. I haven't heard what it, the uh, declared day of freedom is for it's, this year. This year it's the 18th of April. Sorry, April. We're we're working all the way into April. So next week. Next week, we will finally be out from under. Free! Free assuming, assuming we have never used any of the money that we burned until April 18th. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So I am asking as of last week if our family would like to hear the rerun of Dan, not Dan, Don Reed, uh, the Statler brother and his brother Harold, the two Statler brothers who are the real brothers. And uh, we've, we've got some really fun interviews, and if you'd like to listen to them, I sure would like to again as well. They were great. They were Aww. just great. What a pair. And uh, listen, I watched the farewell concert. Mm-hmm. Nolan sent it to me, and it worked in my new drive. I thought, my gosh, I couldn't run it, and it did. It worked in the new drive. Well, then, did I tell you this last week? I was almost in tears. Aww. Just, I mean, they played such wonderful songs. They sang ones that were very touching and moving when they first put them out. Like the class of 57, that's my favorite. Um, I'll Go to My Grave Loving You, that's your favorite. There are some that just exploded for them. They they were just so Statler, and they sang all of them. And they put on a wonderful show. So many of the songs touch me. They were funny. Harold has got an extraordinary sense of humor. It's actually outrageous sometimes. Mm -hmm. But as I looked, I thought this is the last time that they ever stood in front of an audience. We have lost them. They broke our hearts. (laughs) But the other nice thing about it, Patricia, they left on their own terms. They left on their own terms. That's a great way to put it. It wasn't because they were flagging. It's because they decided it was time to be family, time to stay home, time to do things that they had to bypass because of the way they earned a living. Right. But, oh, my gosh, what a sound. Oh, Walden, just fabulous. America, so maybe in, America is what to have them. What can I say? They are. Uh, they, uh, it just, and I keep meaning to find a way that I could ask Don what, the name of the technique is. You and I talked about this. It's frequently used in gospel quartets where one singer sings a a note or a short line or just a couple of words and then the other three come in immediately and repeat it. 
So, for example, when oh, um, um, I'll go, I'll go to my grave, I'll loving go, you. One of them I'll says, go. "I'll go." And then the other three come in and say, I'll go to my grave loving you. They finish it. I think it's a call. A call. A call. I think that's the term. I only heard it once, and honestly, I couldn't recognize it if you smacked me with it. And it was a lot. I didn't even know the name had it, uh, the, the technique had a name. Um, but it, it, they use it very frequently, and they make magic with it. Well, so I, my heart is broken. The Sattler uh, brothers retired, and my heart is broken. So maybe instead of rerunning the interviews that we did with them, maybe we could just have them back. That's always a possibility. You think they would come back? I'd probably give them a little time before we ask them back. I would too, yeah. but do you think they would come back? I think so. Do you think so? I think so. I think so. Maybe we'll wait till our book comes out or something. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. That, um, way, that just, way it doesn't work too obvious. Uh, we just want we just want them back rather than we'll wait till Don does something, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Don does another book. I don't know. I, I have his one book, um, The Mulligans of Jefferson Mountain, mm -hmm. um, and I haven't read it yet. So I have to get my way through there. But it, it, they, both of them just blew me away with the comment that they were so happy people remembered them. Hello? <laughs> How <laughs> could you forget the Statler brothers? So anyway, let us know. Um, I, I get a vote in this. I say rerun. Well, the end. Hey, hey. Next yeah, item. Yeah. Hey, that's, next, that's good. That's next good. item. Next item. We did Fibber McGee and Molly. I have hmm, some information about costs from 1948. We had a show from 19, I think it was from 1948 last week. And, or maybe it wasn't. 40, well, it's kind of all over the place. Sometime in our lifetime, we did a show from 1948. I'm sure we did. I don't remember what it was last week. <laughs> Excuse me, but somewhere along the way, I pulled out information of prices in the 1940s. Mm -hmm. I'll put it that way, in the 1940s. Some of them look really screwy, but I will tell you what they were. Somebody in New Hampshire didn't know how to write out the correct numbers, and you cannot buy bunk beds for $6.95. You just can't. <clears throat> so I think it was $69.95 which makes a whole lot more sense when you start working down the list. But tablecloths, doesn't say how big, but tables were fairly good size in 1948. Tablecloths were $1.95. But again, I don't know what kind of fabric it is. A Sealy mattress. Sealy's are pretty expensive. Yeah, high, it's high-end. Uh -huh. It's a high-end mattress. Uh, $38. Doesn't say what size. I'm guessing a double bed because that was... You know, the most common. Um, let's see. Wire bed springs. Does anybody know what wire bed springs are? Do you know? Well, uh, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm assuming those the ones inside the mattress and the fibers. It, there's some wires in there as part of the frame. Nope. It, it's, um, in, remember I told you we would spend two weeks with my grandma? Yeah at the shore, yeah. they had the oldest, 
I almost said a bad word. <laughs> All the furniture you have ever, and who cared? I mean, who, who would care? It was the beach house, yeah. It, it was the beach house. I mean, you slept on anything. Yeah. But these beds, when you took the mattress off, actually had um, wire bases, just wire, open wire, like um, like a chain link fence. Yeah. But it had some spring to it. And they were attached to each side of the bed frame with, mm, I don't know what you call them, springs, like springs. Yeah, you I, hook I, on, I, I've been on those. So it, um, yeah, I swept on those types of things before. You okay, yeah. and that's what they call a spring bed. Ah. So that's where it came from. Okay, they um, squeak. Oh, boy, did they squeak. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, You're right. There were, there were a couple of them. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was just a hoot. I'll, I'll tell you anyway. There was a bed. I was going to say, remind me to tell you about the other bed. An army cot. You know how an army cot, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. with the the X frame yeah. and you sleep in the middle? Yep. Well, there was a double bed. It was a single bed on uh, an X frame, just like an army cot, but then you could open it up into a full-size bed, except the support was still this little army cot size support with the like uh, an X frame right. on either end and unless you crawled into it in the middle and if two people were going to sleep at that be- on that bed you had to sit down on either side at the same time because it would tip it was like uh-huh. you know it, it was on a fulcrum and it was just the funniest thing to to try to juggle around <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my aunt and uncle who had stayed with us. This was an open dormitory style, right, right. second floor, and it had a little kitchen area and a bathroom, and you know it was just big. You, you, you ate your meals and you went to sleep there, and that yeah, was, was that good. was all it was good for. It was all wide open. You bet. It was. It was my aunt and uncle. Now my aunt was, oh, prissy. I guess is the best word. <laughs> and my poor uncle waited on her. Just you know, Nick, I need this, and she had this little fluttery voice. And I don't know what happened, but he jumped out of bed one morning, and she was lying on the other side of this precariously perched thing, and she flopped right on the floor. <laughs> I mean, nobody was hurt, but it was, and there she was lying on the floor saying, Nick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The things that you carry into adulthood with you. What family memories. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. These are the, oh, this little fluttery voice. <laughs> She's lying flat on the floor. Too much fun. So anyway, that's what a spring, uh, wire bed springs. Yep, that's what it, that's what it are. A high chair made of maple. This was in New Jersey. Then wire bed springs for $19. That was Wisconsin. Um, maple high chair. Now, maple is a pretty nice wood. Right. Yeah, that's a nice hardwood, and that was seven dollars and ninety-eight cents. Nineteen forty-six. That's, that's a good deal. Well, and let's face it—you know—we started the baby boom generation. That's right. And so I'm, I imagine high chairs were in high demand. Yep. Yeah. Right. Nineteen forty-six. Mm-hmm. So I think high chairs in the 1940s were hardly elaborate. They were pretty squared off things. I wonder how come babies didn't 
You know, I mean, sitting on those things are hard. Okay, an upholstered footstool, $1.19. And this is also New Jersey. Now let's see what we've got here. Um, a platform rocker, a large, comfortable, overstuffed rocker. I, I guess it's like a precursor to the Lazy Boy, but it was a rocker. It didn't tip back. It it was just a big, overstuffed chair that rocked, and that was $59.99. Got to tell you, that's a pretty good price. Yeah. You don't know where they were manufactured. Did it come out of somebody's garage or, you know, but, um, but that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, so the 1940s. You know that the microwave oven was invented in what year? Oh, 1979. No, 1946. Wow. Isn't that amazing? The first mobile phone. 54? 47. Yeah, Bob Hope has some running gags about a mobile car phone by 48. Hmm. What was he joking about? Oh, people using a mobile phone. Oh, like we would fuss about a cell phone? Uh-huh. Really? Yep. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Okay, kidney dialysis unit. Wow. Um, probably right after the war, 46? 44, very good. Wow. Boy, I never would have picked that. I no. I would have thought that was too but, sophisticated. But it sounded like a wartime invention. Well, yeah. Kidney dialysis. I mean, but you, you hook somebody up and it flushes out all of the blood and replaces it. You know, I mean, it just it's in a circle. It keeps going. Yeah. And it goes through this piece of equipment that cleanses. I don't know. It just seemed... Too sophisticated for the 1940s, but 1944 in the Netherlands. <laughs> Did I say Netherlands? Yep. Netherlands. <laughs> Netherlands. Everybody okay. knew. Everybody knew what you were going to say. Yeah, the Netherlands. The Neverland. <laughs> the Neverlands. Yeah, Never Neverland. Okay. Who lived in Never Neverland? Oh. Um, would that be, uh, Peter and Tinkerbell and all those guys? Didn't they Peter Pan and yeah. Tinkerbell and Wendy and, I don't know what the other, there were three little kids, I think. Uh-huh. Wendy was the oldest. And I don't know what I the other one was. Michael? I think Michael was another. I'll buy that. Wendy and Michael and Peter Pan, Wendy. <laughs> I've on. been trying to get. I've been trying to get the. Uh, I've been trying to track down the voice of Wendy. She's still around. She invited the show, but I haven't been able to make contact with her. Peter Pan, Wendy, Tinkerbell, and dum, 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 dum. um, Wendy, darling. Wasn't that cute? Mm-hmm. Wendy Darling. Um, hold on. Is Wen- Wendy's not the only one? No. And her brothers, let's see. Wiki. Good old Wiki. <clears throat> Poor little laptop is getting hot. I'm sorry. Take a minute. 
Come, 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 people. Hmm. Well, you can talk to me in the meantime. <laughs> well, we got our trivia questions. That's still on the agenda. Uh-huh. Um, have we heard from Claire Schultz yet? Have you been able to reach out to him yet? Oh, I have not. Okay. And I need to do that this okay. week. Okay. All right, on the to-do list. Now, uh-huh. looking ahead on our schedule, everybody, Patricia will have a night off. I know. How could you? <laughs> How could you leave me? <laughs> well, you can come with me. We're going to be in Seattle, June 21, 22, and 23. And we'll be broadcasting the convention live that weekend. So, June 22nd, I'm going to let Patricia have the night. But you never know. John and Larry and I might work, might continue just doing the show afterward. We just might call you. You never know. I'm sorry. I've got that night off. Well, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. You know? What are you gonna okay. do, what are you gonna do without me? I don't know. What are you going to do without me? I'll be lonely. I that's why. Oh okay, I won't die then. Okay. Alright. And it's Neverland, I was incorrect. Not never Neverland. Um Never Neverland was that Michael Jackson? Yeah, that was the uh the thing he owned with the animals, wasn't it? The uh Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did he call it? Neverland. It also was Neverland? I think so. Okay. How quickly we forget. Yeah. Wendy Darling with her brothers. We have to find out who her brothers were. Wendy. Unknown. The Lost Boys. The Darling Family. That should help us. Wendy is the oldest. John Darling is the middle child. And Michael is the little one. I remember Michael, yeah. Michael, huh. Wendy and Michael are so colorful, and John is not, but it's very British. Was this a British story? They have no accent, so it must be. Uh huh. Um, J.M. Barry. Hmm. Novel published in the United Kingdom. Yep. First published 1911. Wow. And it was called Peter and Wendy. Never, kn- never knew that. I didn't know that either. You're amazing. Look what you make me do. We get so educated on Saturday night. Hey, wow. Where is our gang? Is your phone off the hook? I don't think so. I think they're all working on income taxes. Boy, I don't blame them. See? That's We're good. here. That's okay. Oh, boy. Okay, the atomic bomb. Patricia, I can, go to, Patricia I can let Patricia go right to bed. She's got to work on her income taxes tomorrow. Oh, no, she already brought them. She, she brought them to the accountant today, along with a box of muffins. <laughs> so that's pretty good. You <laughs> I'm not, you're not, you're not, I'm not he, stupid. He, he, he knows he's not getting paid. He's just getting paid in muffins. No, he knows he's getting paid. But, you know, <laughs> there are some groups of people who are perpetually underappreciated. Accountants get blamed for putting together information according to the law, and people will go in and say, what kind of an accountant are you? How could I owe this much? Well, it has nothing to do with the accountant. It has everything to do with what you earned, what you deducted, and what 
the laws say. So I think accountants are among the most underappreciated people. And wait staff, servers, waitresses, waiters, I think they are in that group. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else is underappreciated? Uh, how about the mail carrier? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially the walking uh-huh, carrier. The, oh, the ones that are on their feet all the time. I know, and in cold weather, and people's dogs. Honest to goodness, I, I, if you depended on me to walk from mailbox to mailbox, you'd still be waiting for your 1927 Christmas cards. I think another one. But people who work in retail that have to be on their feet all day long. Oh, the grocery store people. The grocery store, and even the you know clerks. Just think of a uh, going to a suit a suit place or. Uh, Mm-hmm. Just on their feet all day All long. day long. And the ones who stand at the cash registers at the checkout, mm-hmm. they don't even get to walk around. I mean, they just yeah. stand in one spot. <sighs> Boy, you know, I'm going to have to buy a lot of muffins. Who else? Um, I think people who work in banks are somewhat unappreciated. Mm-hmm. You know? Um... They're taken for granted. They're taken for granted. I I think I think people who you uh taken for granted the little neighborhood trusting um car the mechanic that we mm-hmm. have we have been using the same family father son mechanic I don't know for forty forty five years I mean it's just it's just uh, people you trust. You take mm-hmm. your car and and say, well, Phil, it's not quite. I think you can still get a few more things. No, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, those people are worth their weight in gold because you know you mm-hmm. trust. You trust what and, they tell you. And they also wind up getting blamed for things that. What do you mean? I need new tires, or what do you mean? My transmission is sick. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. And they're the ones who get blamed. Mm-hmm. When all they're doing is fixing your vehicle, so yep. it goes where it's supposed to. Yep. So I agree. Okay. Who else? Who else? I think doctors' office staff—they're taken for granted, and they wind up with the people who are rude. People don't be rude to doctors; they'd be rude to their staff. I think, especially, I think. It's almost a thankless job in the doctors or the people who are working at the front desk mm-hmm. and handling insurance papers. Mm-hmm. That yeah, whole that's thing. the group I meant. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not necessarily thinking of the people who are, you know... Not, that, not the medical people, right. not the nurses, not the, yeah, the, right. the hands-on, touch-the-patient type people. Right. They don't get yelled at. They don't... They just don't. But... The rest of the team, they just pick up the pieces. Really bad. I wonder. Right. That's why so many doctors' offices now are going with the automatic phone phone services. You know, to remind people to show up, rather than having the live staff do them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably a lot more efficient. Because not everybody is home when the phone starts ringing. Yep. 
Well, with answer machines and everything. But I guess not everybody has an answer machine. Well, they deserve muffins. Did I tell you about the card that I found? I'm, I brought some goodies for Doctor's Day. No. <clears throat> Two weeks ago, I said on Saturday, on the 30th, it was Doctor's Day, National Doctor's Day. Which I thought it was pretty cool, but it was kind of stupid to put it on a Saturday. But so that was, yeah, two weeks ago. Uh-huh. So the follow. Oh, it was it was the following Tuesday. I had an appointment, so it was Saturday, and I was due to go in on Tuesday. So I got a great big box of cookies, and I found a card. It was blank on the inside, which was great because then you can put a message. Thank you for taking care of me. And on the outside, it had two little cartoon characters, both of them eating. Okay, here's the next tape. Job. Yeah. Dangerous job. Yeah. You know. Anything you can fall off is very dangerous. Hmm. Okay, I have a new question for you. All right. When was the first computer invented? 1938. 1948. Mm. But I, I would have I gone early with you. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would have done that. Cause we did some pretty remarkable things. Automation. You bet. What about it? When did we do it? Yeah. What's our definition of automation? I know. I'm looking at the answer here, and I'm saying that's not right. That's not right. If if I go with the, uh, you know, like the uh, automation, the the automac at at uh, restaurants, Mm -hmm. I would say the 1920s. Well, I don't think the automat is what they're talking about. I think automation. For example, manufacturing with robots, uh-huh. that kind of thing. It says 1946 with Henry Ford. He did assembly line a lot sooner than that, which is how he cranked out but so may, many cars may, in the 1920s. But maybe those were all man-driven by then. Maybe he had some robots involved in the assembly line. Yeah, automation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have to think about that. Well, they claim it was Henry Ford in 1946. And I'm playing a trick on you. All of this is from the 1940s. Well, you're at least being consistent. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I have all of your questions here, and I've got useless but fun, and I've got stuff like that there. What else have I got? My gosh, I've got a whole list of things. We have to choose from. We have all of our April stuff. I've still got April stuff. Army rations. We never got to army rations. I've got more Pooh Bear quotes. Um, Pooh Bear. Awful show nominations. Now, I, oh, I started to tell you. I listened to the last 10 minutes of my show last night. It's the first time I've ever heard anything. And it was Nona from Nowhere. And I realized two things. Number one, when we sign off at the end of that show... I have to remind people we know it was a terrible show. 
it was we're just not saying good night wasn't that wonderful be with us next week it was a terrible show and i have to let people know that i knew it and the second thing is i chirp i sound like a canary Do I sound like a canary on on Saturday nights? No. Do I sound like a cockatiel? No. Do I sound like a parakeet? You sound like Patricia to me. A Patricia Keat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, I sound like a cockatiel. <laughs> um, I, you know, my my voice went up a couple of notches. notches. Yeah, well, you know, a bunch of years ago when I when I had neck surgery, yeah. um, I I always had uh, I don't want to say a high voice, but above average. I consider it lilting. I have a lilting voice, but after that, it went up a little bit higher. But my gosh, I didn't realize I was in the canary territory. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe it's the broadcast equipment in Texas. I hope. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, I think, you know, once we move you to Skype, they're going to notice the full fidelity range of your voice. Huh. Okay. Lucky you. Lucky the me? The full fidelity range. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky you. I'm, oh. hoping, it's, I'm hoping it's the equipment in Texas. Because I, I, when I do interviews with people, oh. I take the interviews and then I listen. Um. I never sounded like that to me before. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm ill. Can you see my? Can you see? <laughs> can you see my tonsils? Well, you you think partly it might be because we're under the clock and you're rushing through it. Well, I don't know. I I I checked a little while ago, and I sound like that here, too. Please tell me it's the equipment. Or I have to practice being Teddy. Well, adorable. We wouldn't have nearly as much fun if I talked like this all the time. But adorable, you have the perfect radio voice. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. You are. You've got got a cockatiel and nobody else does. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty proud of that. (laughs) <laughs> Do you have a parakeet? <laughs> but no, oh, you, you, you do have a beautiful voice for radio, Patricia. Oh, you're so kind, Walden. Well, Thank you. I, I think everybody do. You do I'll, I'll a, just I'll yeah. preen my feathers. Well, I, I think those of us with high voices, you know, make it, we you know we listen to yourself. Huh? You know, we don't think it sounds that good. But you, you, you are blessed with a very beautiful voice. Well, thank you. That's, I really appreciate you, that. You, you really do. It's just so different from what I'm accustomed to hearing for myself. Well, hello there, caller. What do you think? Got to turn your radio down. I sure will. Okay, um, okay. That sounds like everyone from Chicago. I was just going to say I just knew it was you. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell from that Brooklyn accent of his. Oh really? Oh okay. <laughs> really, 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 really. Yeah, say, say something. Say something from Brooklyn, everyone. Yeah, talk Brooklyn. Talk Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm 
I'm not from Brooklyn, though. I'm get talk. Oh, now you sound like a wee bit of Irish there. Yeah, yeah get talk Brooklyn. You know, it doesn't have to be from Brooklyn. Get talk Brooklyn. I'm from Chicago. Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. I well, know. I have something special for you tonight. You do? I was so hoping you would call in tonight because I am making the rounds of states. Last week we had California. The week before we had Wisconsin. Oh, you going to play Stump Edwin questions? Well, I've got Illinois information. Perfect. All right. Are we, here we go. Are we having fun? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We have in Chicago's O'Hare Airport, your your ID tag is O R D. Yeah. Do you know do you know Orchard? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> well we'll yeah, put what, that one away. I wanted to know Walden poor Walden, he said what? 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 <laughs> what I only know I know O'Hare for one thing. What? It's the busiest airport in the United States. Yeah, it is. It's a biggie. Yeah. O O R D. It used to be Orchard Field. Do you know who the airport was renamed for? Who it was renamed for? Yeah, it it used to be Orchard Field. Right, Orchard Field. That was, yeah. and now it's O'Hare. Who who was O'Hare? I don't know. Mourinho here, the movie actress. I'm assuming this was World War II. Lieutenant Commander Edward H. O'Hare, huh. nicknamed Butch. Huh. So now while you and Walden talk, I will do what I should have done before and find out who Lieutenant Commander O'Hare was. Hey, when the, Patricia, the, what, very interesting. The, what do you think of Patricia's voice? Does she sound like a parakeet? No, I don't think she sounds like a parakeet. Okay. A canary. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Because no. you know, you know, female female canaries don't uh, even. Um, they can, they don't talk, right? No, they don't. They don't sing. No, no, they don't. Female, she can't be a canary. I can't be a canary. No. Nope. Well. Uh, let me think. There are. There are. Oh, Cardinal. I could be a Cardinal. I think Lady Cardinal sing. I think. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Why can't she be just a plain old beautiful human being girl? I agree with that, but she... Oh, thank you. I was saying I listened to myself and I sounded like a canary. Actually a parakeet. Or, no, a cockatiel. Cocktail is very loud. Um, oh, let's see. Actually, actually. Edward Henry O'Hare. Is that that is Edward Henry O'Hare? Um, was born March 13, 1914. Da, 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 da. He served on the battleship New Mexico in World War II. Designated a naval aviator in May 1940. Um, let's see what he did in early 41, while Saratoga underwent maintenance, the squadron temporarily transferred to the USS Enterprise. In September, VF-3, I guess that was his gang, <clears throat> departed for duty with Saratoga 
in the Pacific in January 1942 after that carrier was struck by a Japanese torpedo off, off Hawaii, the squadron relocated to the USS Lexington. During this time, O'Hare was temporarily promoted to lieutenant. I think we'd better get to the end here pretty fast, <laughs> or faster than commanding. Um, his plane was apparently shot down. Okay. Um, in November 1943, O'Hare volunteered to lead a night interception mission against enemy aircraft attacking his test group. The plane was apparently shot down in the ensuing aerial battle, and Lieutenant Commander O'Hare was lost. In memory of the fallen aviator, Chicago's Orchard Depot Airport was renamed O'Hare International Airport in September 1949. He's on the wall of the missing in the National Memorial Cemetery at the, in the Pacific in Holland, Honolulu. Wow. So that's how your airport got its name. Interesting. I'll tell you. Very interesting because I know that uh, during that time, mm -hmm. uh, when Eisenhower became president, he designated uh, what some people would know as freeways or expressways, mm -hmm. highways here. He designated them to be uh, straight. So that airplanes could uh, land on them. Yeah, that's the, um, you're right, the interstate system in the United States. Every, uh, the, it was a pre-designated, I think it was every 10 miles, one mile of the highway had to be straight so that uh, aircraft could land. And we have one called the Eisenhower Expressway, and uh, they did that, uh, they put an expressway through Chicago going to that airport. Now uh -huh. it's the Kennedy Expressway with that purpose. Excuse me. We have such intriguing information about the evolution of our country. So many little things. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Well, the, the, interstate, the interstate system was birthed by um, Eisenhower, President Eisenhower. Exactly. Yep. Um, important in people. In Chicago, we have an ex expressway that's called the Eisenhower, and the Kennedy was a uh, similar system that was going from downtown Chicago to O'Hare. Uh huh. For uh, it was even called uh, O'Hare, and then now we have another airport that's Midway, and that also has an expressway that goes right uh, towards that airport, and basically they were built um, to allow planes to land um, outside of the airport. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, we, we never should have gotten in the air. Should have kept our feet on the ground. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I know you are. But okay. Do you guys, do you guys have interstates where you guys live? Do we have what kind of streets? Interstates. 
I missed that word. Do we have interstates where we live? Interstate. Oh, yeah. The interstates run through all of the states. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's how come it got called interstate, because they all cross into different states. I-75 begins over in the Miami area, and it crosses over to the west coast of Florida and then goes straight up to the upper peninsula of Michigan. I-95 begins in New England and ends on the southern end of Florida. I-10 starts in Florida and goes all the way to California. Is that, is that what they call the palmetto? The palmetto, no. No? Okay, mm-hmm. I thought that was 95 for Florida. I don't, well, palmetto, no, there's a, there's, um, a town palmetto, and we have lots of trees, palmetto. I never heard it, heard it called palmetto, like the Palmetto Expressway or the Palmetto Drive or what have you. There are lots of streets named Palmetto and probably some relatively small, you know, local highways. But I, I don't ever recall an interstate being given a nickname. Walden, do you know? No. Um, but I thought... I- Coming out of uh, Miami, I thought Palmetto Expressway was 95. Oh, 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 wait a minute. I understand. Okay, sometimes there are spurs that cross over into, yes, there is a section um, that I have driven on called Palmetto Highway or Expressway, Palmetto Expressway, I think. Yeah, well, out here we call all the freeway names, the San Diego, San Bernardino, you know, rather than the 405 or whatever, it's interchangeable, you know. Yeah, well, it could be that, and they frequently do this, um, link a highway into an existing artery, right? and then it comes out the other side. So for that length, it will be, for example, the Palmetto Expressway. Mm-mm. Well, what, what would be interesting, Walden, is um, why, why do we call... Some places, freeways, and then expressways and highways. That's a good question. Now, I'll give you a question on that. I'll turn the table. What what is the longest freeway, no, the longest street in the world? Isn't that Highway 66? Nope. No? That's a highway. What street? What's the longest street in the world? Now, that's a good question. I don't know what's the difference between a street, a highway, a freeway. I don't know. Well, that's what Edwin is going to look up for next week. That's his homework. But I can tell you where the longest street in the world is. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. I know you can. It's 32 miles long. And it's in L.A. and it's Figueroa. That's the longest street in the world. Which but one? Figueroa in downtown L.A. Okay. It's 32 miles long. And where does it start? Well, LA's a pretty big place, so it's right. No, I've been to LA. Yeah, it's pretty much. That one's just pretty much downtown LA into the the Mexican district, basically. 32 miles? Yes. 32 blocks. 32 miles. Oh, my. I agree. What? Say what? Yeah. All right. But I'm assuming I wouldn't. 
a highway I'm trying to think I, I would think a highway it, it can cross states I think a freeway it can be inside state that'd be my first thought Oh, okay. Um, I have no idea. I'm just, Patricia might have an idea on that. Um, Patricia's still fussing around at I-95 in Palmetto. It looks like uh, Palmetto attaches. It's an exchange. Uh, Florida Turnpike, SR-826, State Route 826, I-95, Palmetto Expressway. I have been on all of them within minutes of each other. <laughs> Awful stuff over there. Awful stuff. Um, talking about highways and expressways. Yeah, expressways. I think there's another thing uh, that's called a toll. Now, expressway, right, there is. But expressway, I think it's... What way you pay, so... I think in... Go ahead. Expressway, I think it's... Out uh, here, we have a carpool lane, mm -hmm. and I think uh, that's when you can get, have like, two people in the same car use that lane. And I think expressway is somewhat similar, right? That'd be my guess. I think I'm. I'm. Look, they keep giving me traffic reports. I don't want a traffic report. I want to know where these places are. Um, I think an expressway is a limited access. Limited access in the sense that um, you don't have traffic coming in at, at 48 different directions, and it really is an express route. It's on the head. That's on the shoulder of a freeway too. I think. What? Oh, the expressway. I think it's on the shoulder. Hmm. Hmm. That's a Palmetto Expressway bypass. Ah, it looks like Palmetto. Um, I'll, I'll look that up. Well, no, the, let's give that to Edwin. All right. Your homework, Edwin. Yes, ma'am. You're so good, you know. What students we have here? It looks like the Palmetto Expressway is a bypass. It is. It's a bypass route around the greater Miami area. Yeah, I believe that they called that 95 also. Reverting to Surface Street, Sunny Isles. Mm -hmm. Oh, it says I-95 and the Palmetto Expressway are the two most heavily traveled roads. So they are distinct. Let me see what else I can find here. And I'll tell you from my heart, they are the two worst roads in the whole wide world. Let's see, Palmetto. And this is endorsed by a woman who traveled on the entire globe of the of America. I <laughs> the entire globe of the <laughs> one hundred mile radius. Uh -huh. Actually, it has it's a it's a one yeah it is. A radius is not a diameter. We we can't go 100 miles to my west. <laughs> Palmetto Expressway near Hialeah. Um, Palmetto has an exit to Flagler Street. I know that. Been there, done that. I don't think Hi Hialeah is even open anymore. Oh, the rest, the rest, the, 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 the city. Yeah, the city. No, I'm the thinking, city of Hialeah. I'm talking about the racetrack. Yeah. Well, the late the racetrack. Is that Hialeah is a city, and I guess that's where the racetrack is located. Oh, that's where. Well, I do believe Hialeah is considered what a suburb. 
I'm not sure if it's an official city, but I remember walking down um, uh, 40, 41st Street into Tropical Park, getting onto I-95, and I believe Hialeah. I don't know if, I, if Hialeah was ever considered a city or just suburb. It's incorporated. Uh, oh, okay. But that's where the racetrack was at. All right, here we go, here we go. Biscayne Bay, proposed downtown loop, oh, 1956. Dixie Highway Expressway, proposed, but was never built. That's US, isn't it US 1? US, what, Dixie Highway? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. get into, like, uh, Coconut Grove, it's called US 1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Building of, uh, I need to get something a little more current here. Future. We really need Palmetto. Palmetto, Palmetto. Do you guys know what a Palmetto is? I certainly do. Yeah, they're nasty. <laughs> I'm, what? I'm, okay, uh, correct. What, what, what are you thinking of? You mean a Palmetto bug? Yeah. Are you talking about a palmetto bug? Okay, a palmetto tree is the favorite place for a palmetto bug to hang around. What I'm thinking about. They're incredible. They're big. They, they are cockroaches with saddle sores. <laughs> they're, just, they're huge. They're, they're really huge. It's, it's a, they're cockroaches on steroids. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And they're, they're not your traditional cockroaches. I mean, they don't infest. Um, but they they thunder around on hoofs. They're, they're what, about an inch and a half long? They're big. They're big. All right, let's see here. Never built Palmetto Expressway. Yeah, the um, Palmetto Expressway, it looks like it's um, a, a, a loop around or a bypass Let's see, the Palmetto Expressway Bypass opened in 1961 after Florida's Turnpike. Completion of the Palmetto Expressway, the bypass faded from public usage, and, and the building of Interstate 95 were the impetus for construction. So they're, they're distinct highways. And I have to tell you, they are so packed together that it's like a bowl of spaghetti out there. Terrible, terrible, terrible. With all due respect to Miami, you guys need to iron out your spaghetti. Make everybody go in the same direction. How's that? That's good. That's good. Okay. Who has the largest public library in the world? Uh-huh. I'm thinking probably the Vatican. Chicago, Chicago. Are you serious? That's what it says. And I've, I found it on the Attorney General site, so I'm, I'm hopeful that he doesn't tell lies. Chicago Public Library is the world's largest public library. Uh, public library. It doesn't say anything about private. I guess the Vatican would be considered private, but... 
they don't have two million books in the Vatican Library. They can't. Does the Vatican even have a library? Yeah. Is it Rome or the Vatican? It's the Vatican. The Vatican has a library. Uh huh. Oh, how about that? It's supposed to have a lot of great ancient treasures in it too. Oh, they have ancient treasures everywhere. Yeah. All right. Now we have a little piece of baseball history here. In 1905, the president of the Chicago Cubs filed charges against a fan in the bleachers for catching a fly ball and keeping it. Do you know anything about that, Edwin? Okay, he, uh, the person that caught it kept it? Is that That's what, what he, said? yeah. He, he sued him. He filed, well, filed charges. He didn't sue him. He filed charges because he caught the fly ball and kept it. Now, it doesn't say... Did the guy reach over into fair territory? Did he jump out of the stands? Um, but keeping it is part of the charges that were filed. So did you ever hear anything like that? Nothing, because um, that's happened a bunch of times. That happened in 1996, and it also happened uh, just a few days ago that someone delivered the new owners of the Cubs, a uh, goat head in a box. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Did you, did you guys hear about that? It just happened no. days ago. Yeah. And uh, they're investigating that, the FBI. Uh, so there are so many crazy stories related to the Cubs and the mm. Wolfpacks. Well, Walden, Walden, you were telling me, I believe, about the goat and yes yeah yeah about the the bad luck sign with the goat now are you on a computer Pat patricia yes i am i'm not going to do your home oh, i'm only kidding what yes i am no no if, if you put if you put like in the i i don't know what how you would do it but uh the goat head story from uh chicago and a few days ago You'll see they actually delivered a goat head. And mm. Cubs goat head. April 11th, 2013. <clears throat> Article is coming up. Isn't that disgusting? Who would do something like that? Do they show Somebody who had too much to drink. Do they show a picture? Of the goat? No. No? Okay. Uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel said today that a goat's head dropped off at Wrigley's Field is no laughing matter. But tell that to the Cub players. Come up with something original, scoffed Cubs pitcher Jeff. Hmm, it looks like an eye chart. What, what is his last name? Samardija. Nobody's helping me here. We'll just pretend we know what his last name is, the Cubs pitcher. Noting that the Billy Goat curse against the team has only been around for 60 or 70 years, you would think they would come up with something new. <sighs> I don't have many thoughts on that, said Cubs manager Dale, who's the Cubs manager. You know, I mean, guys, you can help me here. Would you, please, would you please let baseball know that they have to at least put names in front of me I can pronounce? 
All right. Gail Swim, I will say. It's just, un- it's just some unfortunate fan doing something crazy. I spent two years in Boston, so I have a pretty good idea of the passion of the fans and the willingness to want to win. This is disgusting. Everybody is just brushing it off. Is that really the, let's see, columnists include Mike Royko and David Condon helped popularize the legend, and Cubs officials over the years have repeatedly denied the existence or at least the relevance of the curse. Well, I don't believe in curses, but uh, so I can can deal with that. I mean, they're just brushing it off. The mayor, bless his heart, is at least treating it like a serious matter here. Well... What's very interesting is that um, Roger Ebert, I don't mm-hmm. really know the name, but he just died. And he just died, yeah. That was a big thing in Chicago, and this delivery of a goat head in, at Wrigley uh, Field was um, a big story that was pretty much... Um, uh, a big thing that was um, um, going against Roger Ebert's story. And it was very interesting because obviously anyone that could deliver um, a goat head to the park has to be someone that has money. So it's not your average person that's going to go out and find a goat and cut his head off and put it in the package. So it was, it was pretty interesting. That so makes us think, if, uh, makes us think whether it's just a publicity stuff, why the actual owners of the cup? I mean, it's not like they went to a toy store and took apart a toy. No, no, this was a real goat head. It was the real thing. I mean, that's, that is... Boy, talk about being ill. I was only kidding before, Walden. I'm not kidding now. That's sick. I mean, that really is sick. And this time, I hope somebody's listening. That really is a sick thing to do. Can we go on to something more pleasant with Chicago? Yeah. Well, actually, Illinois. Yeah, Evanston. That's something positive. Evanston, Illinois, is the home of something that we all love and enjoy, most of us. Evanston? What? Evanston, Illinois, is the home of something that a lot of people enjoy. Okay, I know Northwestern University is in Evanston. Mm-hmm. We can all enjoy that. Well, you can, but I can't. I've never been there. Walden can't, I don't think. Something that we enjoy? Mm-hmm. From Evanston? Mm-hmm. Evanston is the home of something, so it was the originator. Okay, I'm thinking Northwestern football. Do you consume it? Mm-hmm, Yes. I have no clue. 
it is the home of the ice cream sundae. Now, that's a very important piece of trivia. Ice cream sundae? That's what it says. Evanston is the home of the ice cream sundae. Well, you sound really excited. Well, uh, no, I sound super surprised because I know Illinois, Chicago area is known for junk like Twinkies, and, and um, but I never knew about Sunday. Well, there's probably a lot more out there. I didn't have a whole lot of time to spend out there. NFL Chicago Bears, they were first known by a different name. What is it? I have no clue. They were known as the Staley Bears, S-T-A-L-E-Y, organized in Decatur in 1920. I have no other. The Staley Bears, does the name Staley, S-T-A-L-E-Y, mean anything? No. Um, to you? Mm. Like maybe a city or something? Or the guy who owned them? Nope. All right. Did you know? You're getting off easy tonight. I really, poor Bob in Wisconsin, he really had to go through fire here. Chicago is home to the city or the Chicago Water Tower and Pumping Station. The Chicago Water Tower and Pumping Station. What makes that such an extraordinary structure? blocks from where I live, mm -hmm. and what makes it an extraordinary uh, building is it's the only thing that survived the Chicago fire. Absolutely. On target. Did we lose Walden? Nope. Walden, oh, there you. you. You're falling asleep. I'm all, I'm all ears looking to two <laughs> wise owls. Right. Right. Okay. Chicago at 433 West Van Buren. Are you familiar with that post office? Uh, which one? Chicago Post Office at 433 West Van Buren. Uh, actually, yes, I am, but I don't think it still exists. That That's called the uh, um, main post office in Chicago. Okay. According to this chunk of information. It's the only postal facility in the world that you can drive a car through. You can actually drive through this building. Is that you can drive it under because it's above the street. Uh -huh. So when they say drive through, you you go under the building like a, an underground parking area? Uh, no, or is it actually through a facility? actually not the facility. It's actually the street goes under because it's, it's an overhead post office. Okay. All right. So the post office actually becomes not, not a flyover, yeah. but... It's above uh, the street, yeah. 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 Huh. How interesting. Okay. Now that, we've, now that we've covered all of my stuff, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm glad to hear that. And it's cold, warm, or medium? Well, yesterday it snowed here. I took my That's dog out about 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. Then I went 
out to the store about 9 o'clock, and it was a mix of snow and hail. <laughs> oh, gee. And tomorrow, oh. which is in a few hours, because it's going to be Sunday, it's going to be 70. So just figure that. You're having an identity crisis up there. They do, yeah. Good grief. Good grief. Okay, well, you're off our spring list. It's just, it's, we just have so many people on our summer list, Walden. We're going to have to plan carefully. Well, what, what well, is the summer list? Well, we're also going to say visit two family members in the same day. Yeah, we're, we're planning our magical trip. Our grand tour. And we're going we're gonna to metaphorically go visiting everyone across the country. Oh, so good. You're yeah, off. Yeah, you're but, off the spring list. We have to fit you in the summer schedule. Patricia, metaphorically thinking, I think it's going to be a reality. <gasps> really? Oh, you guys should do it for real. Oh, I think we should. The, the, the traveling troubadours or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get the Ipana troubadours, the Ipana <laughs> to respond to us. Is there still such a thing as Ipana? Probably not. Probably no, overseas I, only. What you guys need to do is tell, hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. We're doing this. Uh, pay the ticket. Yeah. yeah. We're taking a tour for the station. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Publicity, uh, event. Boy, it sounds good to me. What do you think, Walden? We can manage it. I'm thinking we're going to scrape up our own cash, though. Really? Well, everybody's going to feed us. Yeah. Well, we got which I think is wonderful. We got Did you were you aware of that, Edwin? That you have to feed us. Oh, that would be easy. Okay. We, I think you're a good cook, aren't you? Yeah, that would be. We, we just gotta come up with gas money. I, I think every, I think all our family members will have a couple beds for us, so I think we'll be okay there. Gas money. Sure. Does that mean I'm driving? Well, oh sure, what the heck? I like to drive. I know you do. Or do you want to you want to fly? I would rather drive than have to contend with that many airports. Okay, now we're driving. Well, you know, so I have to come out and pick you up. Well, I'll fly back. Oh, well, I'll fly back. It's gonna be very interesting because did you guys just hear that? Mm -hmm. um, I think as of yesterday, you can bring like. Um, golf clubs and hockey sticks on board. You're right. It's Trust me. I think it'd be easier for me to fly back and be with you in Florida, then we can drive. All right. We could do that. Yeah. We could do that. I'll pick you up at the airport. Yeah. See, we, see, you know, I think we want to spend time with Ralph and Tony at their place in California. Oh, crikey. I should come out to you. Well, my oh, like, no, we we'll, we'll do that when I drop you off. Yeah. Yeah, boy, we've, we've really done to plan an itinerary very well here. <laughs> Gas is very expensive. We, we don't want to zigzag. So, Patricia, how are you going to drive to Hawaii to visit? Uh... Well, i got to tell you, oh. Edwin, I was in the bank drive through one day, and I looked ahead, and there was a car with a Hawaii license plate. Now, oh, if they could... had to be someone from the military. <laughs> if, well, if they could get here... I should surely be able to get there. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you think, Walden? Yeah, our, our car's going to have a little pa 
It can be a paddle wheel. You know, we can float on the ocean. <laughs> I hope you can paddle hard. <laughs> That's a long trip. No, I think we'll have to fly to Hawaii. Okay, well, we can do that from California. Yeah, we could do that. Mm -hmm. And then on the way back, I'll pick up my car. Right. Okay, right. we can do that. Okay. It's a very comfy little car. I know, it's a nice little... Well, no, wait, I'm, I haven't been in this one. No, it it's built pretty much the same. Okay. I think it's got a little bit more leg room, so... Well, while I, while I can move the back seat back, then that way I can recline and kick a nap. But it will good. What what car is this? Mine. Oh, I mean, what car is it? She has a Toyota. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I do know that uh, there is an airline uh, company. I believe they're called Tiger. They do carry cars. Oh, the Tiger Airlines. Are they still? Oh, my goodness. Flying Tigers. Exactly. The Flying Tigers were the military guys who got out and decided they were going to start an airline. And by golly, they did. So we could just tell Bill Bragg to uh, pay for it. He can handle it. Would you be our spokesman? No, Walden has to ask him. <laughs> Well, we know what yeah, Walden's homework is. Don't hang up on me. <laughs> no, I think it comes. No, I think it comes more powerful for coming from you, Edwin, than me. <laughs> he, he can turn me down. You're sure, the sure. You know the outside forces yeah. are always stronger. Yeah, you're right. I think, what, I think what Bill would say is, you need to go and click on that brown spot on the internet. Well, you know, I think I think when that says uh, donate. Yeah. When that says donate, yeah. <laughs> I think I think with you and Bob from Wisconsin, that's gonna get done. Bob will Between have, the two of you, yeah. yeah I think Bob, we'll be on the road. Yeah, Bob. And Bob will say, "Well, now, Bill, I have a great idea. It's only gonna cost you a few bucks, but just think, you and Kim can have all the time off while Walt and Patricia do these remote broadcasts around the country." Oh, I would have to practice. Or we could get Vince Scully. Well, well it'd be here we are in the it, ballpark, yeah, ladies sure. and gentlemen. It'd be Walton and the Canary Bird. You know, I mean... <laughs> Walton and the Canary. <laughs> I don't know, Walton and the Parakeet. It, it's, it sounds pretty good for a radio show. Oh. Walton and the Parakeet. One day, there was a magical parakeet <laughs> who flew out the window. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We're getting silly. Patricia, how did you end up being a parakeet? Because a week ago you were a mama bear. That's true. Well, that's what I got elected. I, I didn't get following. I didn't. Oh, yeah, and I was a dog, too. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You were Gee, oh, boy, I was a woofer. Oh, you you made me the dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, because you were a mama bear. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I said you were a guy dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this was a self-appointed designation here. Okay. I listened. I listened to me last night for ten minutes. Well, actually, I didn't listen to me for ten minutes. I listened to last ten minutes of the Friday night show, where I play awful stuff. And I listened to the end of the show and was so pleased that I had picked Nona from nowhere because it was about as awful as you can get. And then. 
my voice came on and I sounded like a parakeet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe it was turned a little bit faster. I don't know. I, I sound the same. I don't know. No, no. I mean, I just had this uh -huh. chirp. I was chirping. I chirped. It wasn't. It didn't seem like it was faster than it should have been. No, that's, that's their equipment down there. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. No, I, I have a I'd... question about the show yesterday. I was listening to the show, and this guy... Yeah. It's getting these advertised uh, responses for uh, women because he's looking for wife. They were giving addresses. Do you think that's real? Or because it was like I was listening to this and I was thinking, wow, would they give their addresses? Or? No. Well, the introduction to it said it was based on a real person and real letters that came to him but it it was it, it was fiction based in reality so i would have to say no that these were fictitious addresses that they were using boy i would hope so i would think though my my thinking in most cases is true the uh, address yes when these people wrote letters and said i'm a widow and i have a lot yes. of money and i want to marry you no, they gave the right yeah, names yeah at that time, $30,000 would be like... Because it didn't begin with the story of a real person. They said it was based on uh -huh. the life of a real person. You said you were. So I... Uh, wife wanted um, radio... So, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you could be right, but there are some instances I know they actually did give out the really true addresses and phone numbers. I, I know, I know, oh my gosh. I mean, do, can you imagine doing something like that today? I do all the time. Send all cookies to 2527 Duke Place, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. I forgot about that. Trust me, it will not happen on the Florida end of this <laughs> team here. <laughs> Wow! Wife, do you guys remember the uh, song by Tommy Two Tone, eight six seven five three zero nine? No, that's before my time. Oh, this was like I think in the eighties. That's before my time. Is that a, is that a zip code? No, no, it was a major, major song. By yeah, that's that's before my time. That's, you know. You're such a widow kid. I know. The number they gave was eight six seven five three zero nine. I I just know anything before 1960. Anything that's too it's just too new. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know anything. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. That that's why they didn't call you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All-time radio. I can't even find it well, at the moment on the easy. internet. I might have heard. I, the, I might have heard the song. Oh no, no! I'm I so just sorry. doesn't ring a bell. That's all. I'm still looking for "Wife Wanted." Let me check his other book here. Because it was a woofer. Did they give out the numbers when they were singing the song? It wasn't, I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's the one thing they did. They would go eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that rings a bell. 
right, right and, that, and there were real people, and the real people were supposed to call in. Yeah. Is that is that right up to remember the song Valley Girl? Uh, it was around that time. Yeah. No, I can't find Life Wanted anywhere. It's over. Hmm. It's over there in the corner. It's well, I can find the show that we played, but. And I have um, several of them. The sound quality is not really good, but you can understand it if you just wanted the quality of the show as opposed to the quality of the sound. Life Wanted. Who 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 was the actor? Which show are we talking about? Yeah. Advertised. Hmm. Let's see. His wife wanted. His wife wanted. Wife wanted is not a good title for a show because everybody who comes up with the words wife wanted. Like last night, my wife wanted me to go to, or Bon Jovi's wife wanted to do this. So wife wanted, except what we want is showing up all over the place. Hmm. Well, let me check Jerry's site. Well, in the meantime, I have to find a trivia question for you, Edwin. Sure. Do, 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 do. do you know what the state flower is for Illinois? Uh, I do. Isn't it? I thought it was an onion. Because Illinois means onion. Well, it's not an onion. We're not going to give him credit for that. Okay. Or like, no? Hold on. Let me see what here. The Illinois. The state flower is the violet. Really? That's what it says. What's the state animal? Oh, I didn't write that one down. Oh, that I don't know. Okay. Well, Patricia, you always give it what? Give me some, give him some trivia on some cities. Well, I think Illinois has the most uh, politicians in prison. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, and the most who are missing in action. <laughs> the most governors in prison have been from Illinois. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Where did um, Jimmy Hoffa come from? Chicago. He was a Chicago kid? Okay. Yeah. Now, his son is... Also head. in in a, a union leadership position, is he not? He's the head. Not sure. And is he still in Chicago I as well? I don't know, but he was the head of the Teamsters for a while. But I don't know where he is now. I thought, no? the, I thought the Teamsters were based in New York and New Jersey. Mm-mm. Hold on. <laughs> Jerry doesn't have Wife Wanted either. So we're looking for headquarters, the big guys. Where are the big guys? Teamsters, office location, Washington, D.C. Hmm. Hmm. International Brotherhood of Teamsters, that's what we want, teamsters.org. .org. Hmm. Okay. Well, listen, you guys keep talking. I'm doing everybody's homework here. Well, something that's very interesting about uh, 
Chicago is that uh, I have no clue why Jimmy Hoffa was so famous here because I think his roots were in New Jersey or New York in Chicago, and I have no idea what happened uh, as far as whether his son took his position. I don't know. Michigan workers. I'm looking for headquarters type stuff, and I'm getting a lot of videos that take forever. Um, Washington, D.C. That's where their headquarters are located. Is located? Washington, D.C. But they weren't there all the time, so. All right. All right, guys. Now, here we go. Income tax. We've already got income tax stuff. And I have to do that. And then we have to find out if Edwin knows when the world's first skyscraper was built, which, of course, was in Chicago. Was it? I would have yeah. thought it would have been the Empire State Building. Well, I don't know when the Empire State Building was the 1920s. I don't know. Yeah. Walden, oh, wow. my, history, my history person? Yep. Yeah, I think you did good, Patricia. And in, the, in the 1920s, you think? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. I know in Chicago, the first one probably would have been the John Hancock building and then the Sears building, which is now called the Willis building. But I would have thought the first one in the country was Empire State Building. Were you asking the country or Chicago? Oh, it's, it's in, um, no, the, it says, hmm? um, what did I just do this. Uh, I'm messing myself up here. Hold on. Um, it's because I painted it already. The, okay, the world's first skyscraper. Wow. In Chicago? That's what it says. Amazing. Would it have been the Merchandise Mart, maybe? I don't know. I'm just asking the date. I don't have a name on it. Okay, I, I would say it was probably the Palmer House Hotel. It's a skyscraper? Well, no, but it was the tallest building after uh, the fire. And I think it's only like 20 stories high. Of course, we got larger buildings now, but it would be very interesting to what they're referring to. Yeah. Well, the Empire State Building was built in 1931, ah. and for a bunch of years it was the tallest, let me see. And who was the most famous guest there? Oh, King Kong and Fay Ray. <laughs> exactly. Oh, in Chicago. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even go through the door. Exactly. <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. All right, birthplace of skyscrapers. Let's see what we got here. Well, I'm asking you for the year. When was the first skyscraper built? I'm thinking the John Hancock, like in 1968. 
Well, this is the world's first skyscraper. Or maybe the, or maybe the, um, in Chicago? No, I can't believe that. I can't believe that because it wouldn't be considered the first because the uh, Stanley Oil Building was built in the 60s <laughs> and first built, like the Empire State Building was the first thing that I would say. All right, well, I've got the name of the building now. Oh, I tell you, you know, working with guys is hard work. I don't think girls would give me this much trouble. It wouldn't be the Stanley Stanley Oil Building? It is, or it was called, the Home Insurance Building. Mm -hmm. It was demolished in 1931, which is when the Empire State Building was built. It was completed in 1885. Wow, in Chicago? In Chicago, it was called the Home Insurance Building, and it was only 10 stories high, but it was considered a skyscraper at the time. Oh, okay. How about that? That's skyscrapers are called skyscrapers because people think that it looks like they are scraping the sky. Well, doesn't that make sense, folks? Okay. So, there you have it. 1885, you guys have claim to the world's first skyscraper. Oh. You have a lot of good stuff up there. That's amazing. Because they, they don't give you any reference to uh, where that building was at? It just says Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, let me see. Um, the home insurance building was 10 stories high. It was demolished. It doesn't tell me. Building big... Databank. It doesn't tell me what replaced it after it was demolished, so that's no help for you. Oh, okay. That's uh, boy, a home insurance company. That's what it said. Home insurance building. So I'm I'm assuming it's the home insurance company, and it was their building. You know, like John Hancock Building. Right. Okay. I want to find out about that because it'd be interesting to find out what's there now. Yeah. Because Maybe it's the John Hancock building. If it was an insurance building, well, John Hancock. Hancock is an insurance company, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. Hmm. 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 I have to get. It's have very to get interesting some. because I know during that time in the in the 1880s, uh, Marshall Field and um, and a gentleman named Palmer. Um, built the Palmer Hotel, that's what I thought was the tallest building. That was like eight stories high, and it's still, it's still here. It is still there? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How oh, cool. How oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here is your question. We've got an old-time radio detective. And it was played first by Van Heflin, and then for most of the series by Gerald Moore. Hard-boiled detective created by Raymond Chandler. Who was it? Um, Raymond Chandler. Okay. From the pen of Raymond Chandler. Uh, it would be 
Teller? Nope. No? From the pen of Raymond Chandler. Okay, I'll give you his opening. At the opening of this person's shows, most most of them, not Van Heflin, but this one that I'm I'm looking at, Gerald Moore's show, it began with Get this and get it straight. Crime is a sucker's road, and those who travel it wind up in the gutter, the prison, or the grave. Oh, my God. That sounds like, uh... Wow. Uh, did he sing? No. No? You know, this is good. You're pulling um, Oscar Levant and Walden Hughes on me here. Well, did he do this? No. Well, it probably wasn't this one. That's correct. It wasn't that one. <laughs> it wasn't Richard Diamond? It wasn't Richard Diamond. Mm -mm. Richard Diamond, I don't think we would consider him a hard-boiled detective. I mean, he wasn't rough and tumble. Well, I mean, what is a hard-boiled detective in relation to Richard Diamond? Would you consider Richard Diamond hard-boiled kind of? I think so. I, I would say so. You would? Hmm. I just never understood why he didn't hang out with Helen, who was... So <laughs> right. Well, he had a gentle, not, not a gentle, but a, a more sophisticated, um, the impression of a better educated um, professional person, whereas the other ones, they were kind of rough and tumble and street guys and wisecracking. And oh, yes. Well, when you say that, I'm thinking about um, who was uh, Sergeant Joe Friday. Um, he did uh, a series, two, Mm-hmm. He did two of them. Yeah, I think he worked. Actually, he did four. Then he worked for a guy named uh, Ray. Wasn't his name Reagan? His character's name was Reagan, Jeff Reagan, yes. Yes, Jeff Reagan, yep. And who did Jeff Reagan work for? I'll give you that one. He worked for the Lion. There you go. You can have that one. Good for you. Do you remember the entire name of the Lion? Uh, no. No, not at all. It was Anthony J. Lion. Yeah. And Jeff Reagan identified himself as the Lion's Eye. But I think, I, I think... Um, actually, I think Frank Sinatra did a couple of those episodes. He did um, Rocky Fortune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Rocky Fortune was another one, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think he did a couple of those uh, episodes. Mm -hmm. Episodes of Jeff Reagan? I believe so, yeah. I, I don't think so. No. I, I'm... I might be wrong, but... Yeah, he had his um, his own detective show. It was um, detective-ish. You know, there was always a crime or a puzzle to be solved. Uh, did we lose Walden? Yeah. Yeah. Not here. You still there? I'm here. I'm all ears. I'm I, okay. I'm I'm gonna get a little cowbell. Ding You want to put? You gotta put. You gotta put it around my neck. Yeah. I, I can ring it. What shows? Did Frank Sinatra star in other than music? Things like Rocky Fortune. Was Rocky Fortune the only show he had? The only detective show. Uh huh. Yeah. Everything else was music. Everything else was music. Rocky he was George. so good yeah. in that show. Mm -hmm. 
so good in that show. He did, he did suspense, though. I know that. Oh, yeah. He did that, and uh, she did those one-shot, those one-time shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He even did, um, gosh, who had Oogie? The boyfriend Oogie. Was it a date with Judy or? It was a date with Judy. He did one of those shows. And that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool that he hung around. Okay. Are you ready? You have to tell me what you would like. Hey, so, well, you know what? What? A date with Judy. That sounds pretty cool. Is that a you want a date with Judy? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would be happy to do that. Because I don't remember a date with Judy too much. Oogie! Oogie! Oh, now she, now you, you got like up to. Is that like my friend Irma kind of style? Or? Yeah, it has a little bit of that, but you know, it's, it's, it's teenagers. It's sort of the different, it's sort of their version of Chorus Archer, if you ever heard of me, Chorus Archer. I was sharing Patricia, you are good. Uh-huh. You, you, I'm good. You had that Judy voice down pretty good. Wookie. Uh huh. And her father. Yeah. Who was, was John? Crazy. John Brown. Mm-hmm. Was it John Brown again? Yep. yep. Oh so my was. goodness, that man was everywhere. Yep. He was, was wonderful. That, was that Big Earl Bell? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh really? He was uh-huh. everywhere. Good stuff. So. Well, you've got your homework cut out for you, Edwin. Do you remember what your homework assignment is? Yes. I yes? Know. What is it? The bias, yeah. My homework is. Yeah, you don't remember what your homework is? No. <gasps> oh, my goodness. All right. You are to look up and define highway, expressway, throughway. Yeah. Interst- all of those things, yes. Well, I know what interstate means. That I know. I was always confused about what's a highway and what's a freeway. And an expressway. I know when I lived in uh, California, uh, there were freeways. And mm-hmm. so tollways, you got to pay. So I knew that was, that was an easy one to learn. And I know the interstates were designed so that airplanes could land on them. Well, not not all roads that have tolls are called tollways. Mm-hmm. They are tollways, but that's not necessarily what they're called. Okay. Isn't that confusing? But isn't a qualification for a tollway to have a goat? Well, yeah, the, the, uh, indeed. But I travel on I-75, for example, across the state. And the first thing I do when I swing east is to go through a $3 toll booth. But it's an interstate. I'm still on the interstate. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I always thought thought they had one of those. uh, Uh, All tollways have tolls, but not all tolls are tollways. But isn't it called a goat that you've got to pay to go over the bridge? What about it? Isn't, don't you have to have a goat there or a billy goat where you have to pay him to go over the bridge? Oh, billy goat bridge. Uh, oh, no. you're not getting it. I'm sorry. Yes, I did. I just got it. The okay. little old billy goat gruff. Okay. Well, you know what your homework is, and we will expect you to report back next week with your homework assignment complete. 
Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay you have yourself a wonderful. Oh, have yeah, a wouldn't. wonderful week. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Here we are. Now I've got some stuff, and it's got Walden's name on it. And then I've got useless but fun, and a whole bunch of stuff like that. There. What would you like? Whatever Patricia wants to serve. Well, I think. I really think. I ought to give you some questions. Okay. We have Stump Walden, your brain teaser. Walden's presidential quote, your presidential question, and your baseball question. My brain teaser first, please, madame. Your brain teaser first. Madame. Uh, well, there, you're on air. Well, let's see. What kind of questions are you going to give Walden? Well, why don't you play with me? We'll figure this out. Go ahead, Tracy. All right, this is his brain teaser. Hi, Ron. We're talking to Ron in Hawaii. There is something that is always coming, but it will never arrive. What is it? The mail. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's good. Next when the pony goes and they get lost. Oh, that's good. There is something coming. But it never arrives. Yeah, always, always, always coming, coming, but it never, never arrives. That's a good one. Uh, well, then take a guess. <laughs> oh, I like the mail. I got pictures of the giggle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Always coming, but never arrives. Yeah, good one. Hmm. Uh, that's probably Patricia and Walden showing up to people's houses. Um, <laughs> that was exciting to listen. Yeah, that would be. I see. Your summer or spring trip. I know. We're always coming, but we never arrive. That's right. Um, I hadn't thought about that. You know, Patricia, it's like almost five o'clock your time. I know. But you sound as though. It was like only like six o'clock p.m. I mean, you still sound quirky as ever, you know. Why? Thank you. I'm playing canary tonight. (laughs) Always coming, but never arrives. Yeah. Okay, let's hear the answer. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Tomorrow. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Now, Walden, yes. we did this one one night because I told you about a bar a long, long time ago in a little town that had a sign behind the bar that said, free beer tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow never came. I mean, That's every time right. somebody showed up, the sign would say, free beer tomorrow. Well, boo-boo, what can I say? You're smart. Oh, I got I you on that yeah, one. You're... Hi, Ron. How are you? I, well, I... I... I had a last-minute call yesterday. They were stuck for a piano player at a restaurant. And so uh-huh. I, they, they were stuck for a piano player in a restaurant? What does a stuck piano player do? Well, then I went there and I got stuck more. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they paid you extra well. Oh, no, I got good, yeah, and I made good tips and everything else. Good. I to go buy some more CDs. What did, what did he play? 
what kind of music do you play well, tonight? We play tonight. Yeah. I was asked to play um, a bit of jazz and some Broadway. So. Ooh, what a neat! Well, that's right up your alley. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Love that kind of music. We had so much request for music from Phantom of the Opera and stuff like that. So. Oh, interesting. You you play the you you play the big the big song on that shelf a lot. Yeah. Uh huh. And then also I. Do you ever you ever say I I'm happy to play the uh, 1924 movie version? No, yeah, right. No. No, the you, I, you know what the I, joke is because that that was silent. I also um, I also heard you guys. I have a Fibber McGee and Molly thing around 11.30, your time, Walden. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, I stuck my, I stuck my iPhone into my ear and heard a little bit of that. That's a good yeah, show. I kept up with you guys, sort of. Sort of. Well, you were there. You were there. Well, I'm proud of you. Yeah, make sure you guys... Just for that, we'll stay two extra days when we get there. Yeah, now how long are we, how long is you and Gail going to put up with us for, when we come visit you? Walden. He has to think, Walton, this is serious. Right, well, I'm, I'm, it's going to happen. With Walden coming with you, Patricia, Yeah. I think what we'll do is um, stay in your trip and send Walden home. Ah. Uh, Woo. Uh, Woo. They will make Walden jealous and we'll have dinner together. Well, uh, I, I, look, you know, I, I'm... I I Well, look, I can I can go touring. You know, you just call me when you you know I can't let Patricia off by alone, so I can go touring on the island while you're having dinner with Patricia. Nothing like having you take you to a sightseeing well, I've done that. It only takes a half day to get around the island, so I think you can send me off by breakfast and I'll be back in time for dinner. No, no, no. We're having dinner. You have to stay out until the next day. Did you walk to your mailbox? Not yet. Oh, 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 they're right here. They're right here. I did. I got I got everything. My gosh, what a collection. The clock. I have to listen to one clock tonight before I, I go night-night. And Encore Theater, I never heard of that. I thought you did. Man, you know what you got to listen to? Um, you got to listen to bi- our biography and style. Okay. Uh, they got some real interesting uh, people on the biography. Yeah, you might want to listen to the, the, the one on eight, um, Franklin, Franklin Adams. <gasps> Ooh. They, de- they have an hour salute to him. Great. He is, a, or was, yeah. a very special person. Yep. You know what broke my heart? I'll, I'll do that, Ron. Can I listen to the clock first? Oh, yeah, but it, no, it's a good show, Biography and Sound. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I will do that. And I did listen to uh, some of the Pacific story, so I'm working my way through a little bit at a time. That I'm was really a... That was a very detailed show. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, but... Um, Franklin yeah. D. Adams. Uh, go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to comment about his death. He died of Alzheimer's. Right. Ooh. And uh, Franklin P. Adams, yeah. who was probably one of the most brilliant people in the 20th century, 
He was still alive when they did the special, but he didn't appear on it. That was the sad thing. Yeah. 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 And I guess there were so many signs that people thought were personality changes as opposed to a medical problem. And, um, you know, things like they would would play, uh, they meaning friends, would have a regular poker game every week and he lost track of cards or he he got very angry one time which was out of character for him and it wound up being all attributed to Alzheimer's and it's just heartbreaking when I hear about someone developing Alzheimer's to begin with but a man who built his entire life around his brain and his ability to think and knowing what was happening. You know, eventually you get to a point where you don't know what has happened. Well, it's just like Ronald Reagan, you know. As, uh, exactly. He has progressed. Mm-hmm. And he knew what was happening, right. yes. I thought, you know the letter he wrote to the nation? That's warning about his condition? Right. It was, that was just a thoughtful um, expression yeah. of saying goodbye. He was writing to his wife every year on his anniversary. Yeah. And toward the end, he didn't write anymore. That must have been very hard for for his wife, Nancy, because they were so close. Well, I thought, I was listening to a a talk by Michael Reagan. He was talking about his dad. And he was saying at the end, his dad didn't didn't have any verbal commitment, verbal Mm -hmm. skills. Yeah. And he was saying, though, um, he and his dad finally started to bond very close at the end of his life. And, but they uh, they always got a chance to hug each other. That was a big part at the end. And that's what he remembers mostly. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. That he's got something that special yeah. to get his arms around and, and hold on to. Yeah. I'm happy for that. Yeah. The happy. is really Awful. Yeah. You lose all your faculties as far as skills and mm-hmm. power, you know. It's very hard to watch somebody go through Alzheimer's. Yeah, I hope I never get it. I, I, I hope I I don't wish it on anybody. It's cruel. It's a very cruel disease. Well, my being a nurse, um, you might know this. My friend had his third stint, stint, put in his heart. Um, stint, what do you call it? Stent? A stent, yeah. Stent or whatever. Now, that's three, and and he's okay. I mean, you know, is that too many stints? Or <laughs> how many? Oh, no, no. Well, is, is it... No, the answer is no. no. But um, is he having a stent replaced, or is it a new one in a new artery? New one. A new one. Sure, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I've heard some some guy five and six. Really? Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah, it's just a little expander to keep the artery open. I just found out yesterday he had three. This is the third one. Yeah. Sure, I would go for it. Good. My dad had two. Sure beats the alternative. Oh, yeah. Your dad had two? Uh Uh-huh. 
and he'd been doing it since 1996. Wow. So, you know... Had he did his 80s? Yep. Wow. He could have his knee replacement on Wednesday and home in two days. He had one on Wednesday? Uh-huh, and was home Friday. <laughs> his knee, he had his knee replaced yeah. on Wednesday. Can hardly, he can't walk yet, though, right? He has... Yeah, you know, but he wanted to fold, he wanted to not be in pain anymore. Wow. You know? So, you never know. My friend Milton, the one that does fuck food, I want to have the dog. Right. Mm-hmm. Two, two knee replacements at the same time. Oh! Oh! No, I didn't... I didn't ever think they would do two at a time. No, yeah. He must have been oh. pain, man. But he had two. Did he, did he fare okay after surgery? Yeah. What did he do? Did he get a two-for-one special? <laughs> yeah, maybe get one going free, huh? <laughs> wow. Honestly, I didn't know they would do two at the same I time. I've heard about it, but I have one friend... We did it spread over six weeks. To, you know, one. Yeah. Yeah, it. and that's fine. And normally they want three months. I mean, what's what's going to support you while you're learning to walk on the one you just had surgery on? Uh, your friend, I guess. Uh, oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, um, and he did. He fared all right. He's he didn't have any problems. No, he's fine. Wow. Augur still doing well. Sturdy stuff. When he goes to the airport, he has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Does he really? Do they, do they set off alarms? Tell him. He has to tell him before. So, you know, you yeah. Good, yeah. Hold your ears. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. That's good. Well, I wanted you to know that I went to YouTube and I listened to Laurie Rubin. Isn't she wonderful? What a, yes, and a lovely girl. There's an interview with her. It's a partial interview. Part of it she sings. She wrote a song, Do You Dream in Color? Sure, the book has the same title, too. Do You Dream in Color? That's one, I told you, she has a 400-page book. Uh-huh. Uh, is that her book? Her book. Her book. Okay, well, she she did a song for it as well, uh, Do You Dream in Color? And during the interview, she said that's one of the most common questions that she gets, Do You Dream in Color? And she said it's wonderful to talk with children because they're very uninhibited. They don't think anything is an inappropriate question if they're curious and want the answer. And she said that was one of the questions, so she she made a song. But, you know, Mil I mean, um, the thing that really, um, Walden, um, baffles me. She, she likes you, Walden. Uh-huh. You could see until you're about eight, nine years old. Right. And so, you know what red... Yep, I know what color is and all that good never stuff. Saw. So, I, I can't imagine how he visualizes some color. I don't know. When did she lose her sight, Ron? Born, sure, at birth. At birth, okay, so she's oh. she is the same. She's never seen color. Oh, she's never seen color. So, whereas Walden and my friend Milton, uh -huh. saw, they've, they've seen color, so they can tell you what. If you tell them, oh, he's wearing a red dress, I mean, Walden could figure out. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, we've yeah. done that. Well, this girl never saw, so I don't know. I just can't figure out. Well, I don't know. I think it's one of the questions a uh, blind person cannot explain. If he's never seen color, I don't know how you can describe it. Yeah. 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 Well, he says a book out, so it should be kind of interesting. I'm glad you heard a sing. Besides being a, a good singer, um, he's a very good yeah, she absolutely was delightful to listen to. I, I wished that it was a regular interview and went for half an hour or 45 minutes. Hey, but did, did, you, did you see the email that Gail sent you on uh, Betty White? Uh, and, uh, hello, hello, Dolly, or was it Hello, Dolly? I think she forwarded it to you. It, um, that, that was a, a funny one. She said... There were four black people, and she wanted to get the, the part, but because her last name was Betty White, <laughs> she already lost out. Oh, Gail sent that to me, or you did, which, whichever one you sent. I went to, it's, um, oh, it, it's um, uh, an award for, Yeah, I wasn't oh, Gregory, Gregory, what's his first name? Morgan, Morgan. Morgan? Morgan Freeman. Okay. Whew. Boy, squeeze that one out. It's an award for Morgan Freeman, and Betty White came out to do part of the stage entertainment. And she was a rip. Yeah, she an was absolute a rip. Man. You know, and then, you know, she just, she sang with these other black people. And uh -huh. Let me show you if, if I had the part, how I would sound. And she did really good. She yeah, she did. She did. She still got a, a voice that carries. Um, what a remarkable lady. When I grow up, I want to be like her. The big, bitty white. Yeah, she was funny, though. She was. She was. And she, you know, she had, there was such a note of sincerity in what she was saying. She really likes Morgan Freeman. And she really had a good time on the stage. And she really wanted to help him have a good day. I mean, you could just feel that it was on the inside of her. She wasn't performing. She was being Betty White on the stage. There you go. Well, anyway, uh, Walden, what's on, what's on the agenda for tomorrow night? Dick Van Patten will be live. Hopefully he was sick last night, a little bit in bed. So we postponed the interview till tomorrow. So if Dick's feeling good enough, we're going to do, do it live. And then uh, Michael Beal, and then I haven't put together any of the other stuff yet. So that's what's on the agenda. Any upcoming guests for Patricia? Well, we were talking about that. I was, uh, was she's she going to try to get a hold of Claire Schultz, and we're going to do a book on the Great Girls for you. And I've, uh, I, I, I've been working on so many other projects. I'm finally, I think, starting Tuesday, I'm going to have time to work on some guest ideas, so, um, we're moving so ahead. So, going to write a book on the Great Galaxy? Yeah. He did. He already did. Yeah. Patricia got to read the book. Who's I have it. She has it. I have it. She can read it tonight, before she goes to bed. <laughs> yeah. What? You're going to listen, you're going to read the book and listen to the clock before you go to bed tonight. <laughs> What? I she goes to bed, it'll be lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, anyway, 
I guess, I, you know, it's been fun talking to you guys. You, may, you always make my night. Aww. You guys keep it up. I I look at my watch and I limit myself to a certain amount of time. Oh. Cut the phone off and let hopefully a last minute caller call in before you guys say goodnight to each other. So keep it up. And are you guys going to be on air next Saturday or is there something happening? No, we'll, no, we'll be here. We'll be here. I he I just gave her a night off June twenty second. The we'll kid be, and the canary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yeah, we're, we're going to be at the rep convention. So. Well, I'll be listening on the twenties. I'll be around. All right. I'll be home. I'll be home for Christmas. You'll be home. Oh hooray! Yeah, Christmas is coming too. There you go. We'll talk to you. Isn't it like Christmas when we see mail and? In the mail. That's true. It is this poor pony. He's exhausted. There you go. We'll talk to you guys later. Aloha. Okay, Ron. Aloha. Have a good night. All right. Gone. My goodness. He just says good night. Boom. Boom. Hold on. That's the way he does it. Hold on. All right. So, do you want the rest of your questions, or do you want to say good night? Up to you, Gracie. My dear. Up to you, my dear. And you can have questions. Okay. I made the questions, so you're going to have to answer them. Oh. So let's go to your questions. Okay. okay, so I got you on the brain teaser. Mm-hmm. All right. I found a show. I didn't find a show. I found information in bless, bless, bless John Dunning. Mr. Adam and Mrs. Eve. What was the show, and why did it end abruptly? Well, I think there was a show based upon a film called Adam and Eve. And I don't know if it ever got turned into a radio show. I have no idea. It was a quiz show. Okay. A quiz, and I have no idea. John Dunning did not go into any detail here. He called it a quiz competition between men and women. Uh Uh-huh. And it had it, it, it was he said it was very short life, but it ran for a year from October third of forty two to September fourth of forty three. So that's almost a year. Yeah. Um co hosted Julia Sanderson yep. and and Frank Crummett. Yeah, they were famous seniors out in New York. Okay. And they were uh, very famous. Yeah, you can probably find some of their stuff on the line. Well, and Julia Sanderson's name I recognize, but not Frank Crummett. They were husband and wife. Well, oh, I guess I should have recognized both of them. Uh-huh. And, huh. and then they they co-hosted a quiz show. I remember, I didn't remember the title, but uh, once you met them, I knew they, they hosted Okay, the so, so you knew the show. I never uh-huh. heard of it, and I haven't come across it. Nope, I just, it, I just read about it. Yeah, but I know them because they're very famous together. Yeah. Huh. Boy, so much homework for me to do. Oh, I'll never catch up, Walden. I'll never catch yes, up. Yes, you will. You, if you keep delivering, <laughs> I have no choice, right? You, 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 done a, you have come a long way in a lot of, in a short period oh, of time. Oh, it's okay. You could say that. You have yeah, come I'm a long a, way, babe, in a short period yeah, of time. A long way, baby. Do yeah. you know where that expression came well, from? It's funny, sure, wasn't it? 
You've come a long way, baby, was the slogan for Virginia Slim cigarettes. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of the song. Remember, you, you, you no, that was got. Oh, oh, you've got, I've got you, you babe. babe. Yeah. No. It was, um, I'm trying you've to come a long way, baby, is, yeah. was the advertising. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the show ended abruptly. It was apparently successful, but it ended abruptly wow. because Frank Crummett died. Yeah. People die. Hmm. All right. You want presidential quote, presidential question, or baseball question? Quote. Go for the quote. Your quote is... Hold on just a second because my computer gets a little squirrely at this time of the night. Your question is, I think we consider too much the good luck of the early bird and not enough of the bad luck of the early worm. Lyndon Johnson. Not Lyndon. I don't think Lyndon talked in grammatically correct terms like this. <laughs> I don't think he did. I, I, I mean, I, I, I really don't know. I've not read an awful lot of things that he said. But this is, you know, he, he, I, he didn't strike me as someone who waxed philosophical. No, I was just thinking about, about Lady Ba when he was... Oh, bird. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. And that's fine for the early bird, but nobody thinks about the early worm. You don't think he's feeding later by worms, huh? Ladybird, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Ladybird did not eat worms. That I knew of. I mean, you know, she could she could have anything she wanted. 